0: Hey, what's going on? This is Dan from Heroes of Noise. I know we've been gone for a while. Don't worry, we get into that, we explain everything. The reason that I'm doing this little announcement before we get started is that this is going to be a bit of a Frankenstein of a show. What do I mean by that? I'll go ahead and tell you. It has nothing to do with Halloween, by the way. It's just that we're actually putting two shows together, and right before we started recording, one of my mics went out, and I had to use a different mic. And consequently, my voice tends to fade in and out, so I apologize about that. Don't worry, it'll be fixed next time. We kind of clipped everything that was just banter from the last episode, but we did keep the reviews. We talk about Joker, creep show, and I think a couple other ones. I'm not entirely sure because I'm just doing this on the fly. I just want you guys to know that we are happy to be back. Seriously, it has been a crazy month, and we're just happy to be in your ears again. So I'm just going to stop babbling and let you get to the episode that we've been trying to give you for the last three weeks, all right? Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 86 of Heroes of Noise.
1: Enjoy. Crazy times. The world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. No, 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 no.
2: Well, now you have two. Good morning,
1: good evening, good afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, we are your heroes of noise. Welcome to yet another episode. I am one half of this amazing dynamic duo, and the other half is even better on Steam
0: more importantly welcome back ladies and gentlemen it has been quite some time since we've been in your ears we're about to make up for it i think steve i'm feeling good you feeling good
1: i'm feeling fantastic that's good i am feeling wonderful
0: i'm finally feeling good i should say holy shit oh my god what a couple of weeks
1: you were in the apocalypse right
0: What's happening, everybody? My name is Dan. I just wanted to introduce myself again because, you know, it's been a while. You probably don't even remember my name anymore. So, hello there. Let's get to it.
1: Dan, I've we have not talked. Have we actually talked on the phone in two weeks?
0: No, we
1: haven't spoken in probably two weeks. It's crazy. I feel off. Dude, dude. Yeah, I mean, dude, listen. One of the reasons, obviously, is you... It's okay, if you don't mind, and we will talk about me, but if you don't mind... Do you know how it was? You got it at the concert, right? Well, I
0: don't know if I got it at the concert. Maybe, but I'll (laughs) I'll get there. I don't know if I actually got it at the concert, but I think I was starting to get kind of... Because this is, you know me, I'm always complaining about my allergies and everything. So I was feeling kind of low. The the concert that I'm talking about is Aftershock, by the way, the Aftershock festival. I went to day three, caught Tool. I'll talk about it, but caught more than Tool. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I was thinking. I don't even know if I'm going to go. But then my buddy called me up, and he's my buddy Gary that I don't see that often. haven't seen him since Iron Maiden. I said, let's do this. So we went up there, Sacramento, and I was feeling just fine. Everything was cool. We, We walk into the joint, right? It's at this place called Discovery Park, and it's a huge, humongous park. There's three stages. It's pretty awesome, actually. Nice. But we walk into this joint, and right off the bat, I'm noticing that everyone has bandanas on. Or they have those uh, Sub-Zero mask things, you know what I'm talking about, from the gym? Yeah, from the gym, the weirdos. Yeah, the Sub-Zeros. I uh, didn't know what was up with that. I'm like, that's kind of weird. And then it just came together. I'm like, oh, well, look at all this dust flying around. And everyone, dude, everyone had these masks on, except for me and Gary. And he felt fine, by the way. So that's why I don't know if it was something that I got from the show or whatever. But the night goes off without a hitch. Everything's cool um tool just killed it it was the first night of their tour we didn't get the full stage show but they it was the very first night of their tour we heard songs off their new album the debut like we you know we we were the first people to hear them live and everything so it was a really cool night but i'm driving home or he's driving home and i'm just hacking away dude i'm just starting to cough and i'm like man my throat's really sore and it's like i think i just got a bunch of dust in my lungs and that's totally what i did because like you know how like when you come home from camping or something and you you get in the shower or right before you get in the shower, you blow your nose and nothing but black comes out. (laughs) It was like one of those situations. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I just had some good old Valley fever or something like that. (laughs) It's just all this dust floating around in my lungs. I'm kidding about the Valley fever. At least I hope I am, but dude, it put my ass out for like, I'm still feeling it. Actually. I'm still out of breath. I have coughed. <laughs> this is great. Uh, we always start our show off. I just realized that we always start our show off with Dan's ailment. That should be a new segment, huh? What's Dan's ailment this week? <laughs>
1: what's Dan's but, ailment?
0: You know, <laughs> what's, what's killing Dan this week? But uh, yeah, dude, I, I had all the symptoms. I had sinusitis. I went to the doctor and they gave me medication and everything. You know, fluorescent day glow stuff's coming out of my nose and, and then it moved into my chest, right? And I'm just hacking and hacking and hacking. By the way, I had to cancel. I want to apologize. I had to cancel not one, but two podcasts. One just the other day. Because oh, uh, gets, yeah. Dan, I was supposed to be on Tales from the Yard Scott show, but I didn't. I was not able to do that one. I actually had to go into work. So not really sick related. But I, since that was the first one, I wanted to apologize for that. But then I had to cancel out on the Picard cast, which is Rebecca's show. And I had zero voice. I mean, I had laryngitis the whole bit. So I apologize and totally down to make up for that if you would like, Rebecca. But anyway, where was I, Steve? Oh, yeah. Listen to this. You're going to love this. So coughing my ass off the entire time, right? Guess what I think I did. What? Take a guess. I'm just coughing, coughing Cough- really, really hard.
1: Um, I would imagine you got a hernia.
0: Yeah, I think I may have given myself a little tiny hernia. <laughs> awesome. What's ailing Dan this week?
1: Yeah, I, you know, if it's.
0: <laughs> By the way, Steve, you'll never make a good healthcare professional. You shouldn't laugh at people's ailments.
1: Oh the second you already know what the second guess would have been. What's that? I thought you were going to cough your back out.
0: Oh yeah, that was possible. I was considering how I should cough because I was really worried about it because I couldn't stop coughing. I couldn't stop, especially in the mornings. I just could not stop coughing. But yeah, I was uh, coughing and suddenly I was like, ooh, there's a little stabbing pain in my left abdominal muscle. And it just kept getting worse. I don't think I actually gave myself a full-on hernia, but I think I may have torn the abdominal wall a little bit from all the coughing I did. It was brutal.
1: And you didn't think about going to the doctor?
0: Why? They're going to say, oh, yeah, you tore your abdominal wall.
1: I'm saying for your sickness.
0: I told you I went to the doctor. There's not a lot you can do after a certain time you know they they're like it's probably viral but let's go ahead and give you antibiotics anyway which really does nothing but i'm like yeah i feel like shit i'm gonna take them just in case and i think it helped but it was just like this cough that just is hanging out man it was like full-on bronchitis
1: oh dude yeah
0: yeah yeah but anyway did did i'm feeling better
1: i'm imagining you were in a caged room and your wife (laughs) was nowhere near you
0: I was quarantined for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But after a while, there's just really not anything you can do. The kids did Sarah got sick a little bit, oh, but yeah, she's yeah. always her and I are the sickies of the family. So she she got over it real quick and she's fine. She's not she doesn't have this whole thing hanging out in her lungs like I do. Crazy. Jeez, That's why I made the joke about like valley fever. <laughs> <laughs> breathing in. You know how you get valley fever?
1: I do not know how to get valley fever. How you get it?
0: Welcome to the pop culture show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna tell you how you get valley fever. So I'll be quick about it. It's real common with like migrant workers because they're out in the fields. Right. And they're turning up all that dust and there's a bunch of like bird droppings in the dust. So it gets in the air, gets into your, well, into your lungs nasty. and then you get value. Doesn't it sound great? You got shit lungs, that you got bird is, shit lungs. Now I heard,
1: you know, it's funny. It's not funny, but I remember watching uh, monsters inside me and it was talking about how a person got some sort of parasite because they were inhaling rat feces nice in the because you know how you start you know you're dusting that stuff in your basement you're like sweeping your basement and they're like you should never do that you're supposed to have a mask yeah. on because you're just aerosoling anything so now i'm like yeah. oh i would sweep but i don't want that sickness be yeah you know you see pictures of people in
0: china and they always have masks on yes pretty sure they're onto something
1: are you going to start wearing that sub-zero bullcrap <laughs> no,
0: no, but I will either never go back to the Aftershock Festival or I will wear a mask
1: next time. Wait, w- were they just part of this festival? Were there other people?
0: Oh, there's tons of people. Uh, I just went day three, which was I'll be, I'll say a bunch of names, but I don't know how many of these, you know, corn uh, was there. Who else
1: was corn? You said, yeah, I thought dude was a Christian now.
0: One of them is it doesn't mean that they're playing satanic music or anything. Steve.
1: They, he's still in that group. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious!
0: I think he went that route of the born again Christian and swore everything off except for his dumb braids that he has. Yeah, what's his name? Brian Brian Welch Brian Head Welch. They all they all have their cute little oh, nicknames. You know? yeah. But Corn was pretty boring, actually. Really, uh, yeah. I've I've seen them several times and I've never really been impressed by Corn. So, and here's the deal. You're in a park. There's three stages. There's over sixty thousand people.
1: Jeez, at dude!
0: If you get stuck in the middle of that, it's really hard to get out of.
2: Jeez. And
0: I was dude. just like, Nah, not for me. So we kind of hung out. And anyway, you know, after one band ends, you have to haul ass to the next stage to see whoever you're going to go see. I wanted to see Tool, so we kind of got our spot and thought we had a good spot until you know fifty thousand more people came in and took it from us. But I'm having a blank on who else was there. Oh, there was this band
1: called The Who. The Who Band, H-U. Wow. That's a little bit close.
0: (laughs) They have to go by The Who Band. Go figure.
1: Dog, if it's like me calling myself, we're the B-E-E-D-L-E-S, Beatles. They're like, yeah, (laughs) but you need to calm down.
0: We're the sliding doors.
1: Exactly. (laughs) They'll be like, why would you call yourself The Who? How weird is that? They're from Mongolia, bro. Oh well, they knew who the who was, though. Yeah, no,
0: I know, but I mean, uh, I don't know if it's a translation thing—is what I'm getting at—or that's like true. H.U. U. I don't right, know no, what you're that. Right, you're right. You're right. I don't right. know what that means. Maybe
1: that's the last name.
0: But to American ears, yes, it sounds like uh, they're about to put out Tommy or something like that. But they're pretty crazy. They're like a—I guess you could call them rock and roll. But it's like Mong—it sounds like Mongolian. Like you're marching into battle. Listen to this real quick. Okay, I'm gonna give you a little let sample. Me hear this joint. That's a seagull, Steve. I wouldn't get too concerned about that. <laughs> Unless you're in the lighthouse. And I'll talk, a, I'll talk about the lighthouse a bit. But Yari, right now, you're listening to the Who Band, Steve. This song will be called Wolf Totem.
1: <gasps> Still like this.
0: I was fully prepared to go check these guys out, because I wanted to see what they could do. They play, like, weird one-string instruments and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's just, but you'll hear, you'll hear the build-up. Imagine that shit, you're just on a horse, just riding into battle. I wonder how many heads I will take today, I'd be scared at this point.
1: Oh, I'd be worried. We
0: get the idea. I'm not going to play the entire song, but let me at least let it kick in for a second. It's like, oh, we're all going to die right now. You're just marching into this, this empty village. There's just heads on stakes. A dog runs across the street, looks at you, kind of curious, runs across the street, and just runs into the bushes. <laughs> really? There's a little dirty kid on the side of the road.
1: Are you joking or are you <laughs> actually watching this? Let
0: me start What did you say? Are you
1: joking or are you actually watching this video?
0: No, I was just, uh, that's what is in my head. Oh, no, that's <laughs> <When> a <laughs>
1: perfect, when I, I was like, that sounds right. That sounds about.
0: Yeah, pretty much right. That's the feeling it gives me, man. Like, I'm about to go into battle. I, dude, I, li- I kind of dig that. I do, too. And I really wanted to see them. But it's just they were playing, like, at what time did they play? It was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon when they played or something like that. We didn't leave till noon from Fresno. So it's just we missed them probably by, like, 45 minutes or something like that. Next time, who else was there? There's a band that was called, uh, still is, by the way, Baby Metal. Have you heard of them? Baby metal, no. Yeah, nah, it's a joke. I know there's some people out there that like them, so I'm sorry, but that band is a fucking joke. I, mean, I, I apologize. I hope I'm not offending you. It is a metal band, you know, a full-on metal band that's backing these three Japanese girls. Three cute little Japanese girls with their the little voices like this and they're doing peace signs and shit. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> what? Yeah, it is, it's It's uh,
1: it's kind of absurd, actually. It's It's really hard to explain. Is it a sort of music, or is it, the, is it the title of the band?
0: That's the name of the band, Baby, Baby Metal. Baby Metal. Okay. I'm going to give you a quick little taste of Baby Please. Metal. Please. Now, I do not know any of their songs. Okay. So I'm just going to give you like a quick view of what I, what I noticed. And it looks like they have English versions, too. But that's no fun, Steve. No. Let's go with... And they're from yeah, where? I'll just kind of jump through this one. I believe Japan. Oh. Yeah. Japanese band... It uh, doesn't say where they're from. I'm just looking on um, Apple Music real quick. But here, listen to this. This is called Shanty, Shanty, Shanty. Steve, never heard it before in my life.
1: Huh. Lots
0: of tribal music today. You're listening to K-Tribe. Just for the kick in real
1: quick. Now that is an interesting sort of metal, quote unquote.
0: Yeah, like I said, I know they get heavier than that, but that's essentially what they do. And it just, I don't know. Maybe I'm being mean about it, but they just bug me. So I didn't even bother to see them. And then there was this cool band that I saw. I wouldn't buy their music, right? Yeah. But they were very entertaining. They were called Deadland Ritual. And it is, okay, you're, you're familiar with Black Sabbath, right? I am. So it's the bass player, the original bass player, Geezer Butler from Black Sabbath. On drums, it is Matt Sorum. Have you heard of Matt Sorum? No, I have not. You have heard him for sure. He's actually uh, the second drummer for Guns N' Roses. He's played with the Colts, he's played with Velvet Revolver. He's, a, he's like a drummer that you've probably seen before in a documentary or something like that. He's one of those hired hand fans. Oh, guys. there we
1: go. That makes it. He's like a dude, who like, we'll bring him on to tour with us.
0: He is the guy that you get. Okay. He's he's a really good drummer. So it was him. And then it was Steve Stevens, man. He's the former, I guess, maybe still the guitar player for Billy Idol. But he is the guy that uh, you ever seen the Rebel Yell video? I have not. Damn it, Steve. You're really hard to talk to about this kind of stuff, man. And we've been (laughs) gone for two weeks. You really got to get your shit together.
1: I know. I should have been into metal. Well,
0: for the rest of the world that has seen this video, he's the crazy-haired guitar player, Steve Stevens. He's a badass guitar player. And so it was them. It was like a super group, if you will. And then it was some guy from this group called Apocalyptica, which is... Uh, I like the name. They're like strings. They're like a string metal band. Oh, like I not like string that. metal. It sounds like I just made something up. They use strings, a lot of cellos and shit like that in their music.
2: I like so, the name
0: at least. Eh, it's okay. A oh, little, little cheesy. Come on, dude.
2: Apop-
1: Apocalyptica,
0: Apocalyptica,
1: Metallica. You shouldn't
0: have... I just think that once a band is as big as Metallica comes out, I'm not defending Metallica or anything, but when you have a name with Ica at the end... Don't be another metal band that comes out in the same time range and puts ICA on the end of your name.
1: It's kind of stupid. So, so Metallica has a a lockdown on all ICA at the end of their names or ICK. I would say so. What? I think that's fair. Yeah,
0: it'd be like you know, hey, I'm gonna start a band, Steve. I'm gonna call it Fry and Maiden.
1: Dude, that is Doesn't so work. different. What if I made a band called Pika?
0: What if I got my lunch truck that I used to talk about? Oh wait, and did nothing but fried foods and called it Fry and Maiden. Oh, you're bugging.
1: Okay, A, that was a big thing back in the day. And you just shrugged it off. You're like, I'm really thinking about this, and then never thought about it. Or talked about it again. You probably thought about it. You never talked about it. It's again. a confusing
0: time in my life, Steve.
1: <laughs> I was, <I, laughs>
0: was soul searching, bro. I don't know. Steve, let me tell you. You
1: were talking about that
2: so much.
0: <laughs> I was straight up wanting to leave my career <laughs> at one point. And I don't know why taco truck is the ult-
1: the first thing that pops Chuck, up you were like no i'm serious man i'll be like oh this <laughs> cat is hey we need to kind of search for some names <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that was so funny you know it's still there like i
0: really if someone i'm never gonna do this on my own is uh-huh. the problem? i need someone to be like all right i appreciate all your talk but let's do some action here here's the money here's the truck. Let's do this. I'll back you. Then I'd be like, cool. And I would totally dive in. Have we established that
1: you could cook like that?
0: I could cook. I'm not saying I'm going to come out all gangbusters, but I would definitely come with my A
1: game. Fry and Maiden is such a good name, dude. License to Grill was another one. That's a good one, too, isn't it? We came up with like a bunch of them that day.
0: Yeah, but one's grilling, one's frying. You know, you got to make up your mind. That's true. I'm thinking if I go with Fry and Maiden, I would be really good at the fair circuit because everything's fried food.
1: And you would be at the fair circuit, you'd be at those um, festivals, you would destroy, dude. I would even say for sometimes do it. Like, be like, hey, I'm going to go set up a booth at this festival and just sell, you know, whatever the hell you fry.
0: (laughs) You know what would happen? Hmm. Iron Maiden would sue my ass so quickly. How? They're a machine. They're like Metallica or Kiss or something. They are a full-on brand. We've had the conversation about all the T-shirts and everything that they have. They're a full-on brand, dude. They don't play around.
1: And that's very true. But if you have nothing that is related to them except that name and everything else looks normal, you wouldn't get sued.
0: I would have to use the font, though, right? No. Ah, I don't know, man. I think that's a lost opportunity. Because
1: when people say it, they're going to be like, oh, that's funny. They'll just say it in their brain and be like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but if you're at a metal concert and you see that logo
1: or that font... You're going to go over there and check it out. Hell yeah! If I don't even see the font, though, and I said frying maiden, I'd say that is freaking hilarious. Hey, you know what they had at this festival
0: that I and I never I didn't go in. I'm actually a little disappointed because I was very curious. I wanted to go in there. But like, again, it's just so many people and there's so much to do there and so little time that we had. I never even bothered to go over. They had a full on section that was just dedicated to weed. Really? Yeah. Like you just walk into this village and. It was called like the Cola Village or something, you know, like Cola Buds. But yeah, I think you could actually go in and 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 buy from different dispensaries and partake in this little village and stuff like that. I was just really? curious. I wanted to check it out. Yeah, because, you know, we live in California and all of this stuff is legal, quote unquote. But I really haven't because of where we live, I haven't really had the opportunity to like walk in and just spectate. I want to check it out. I like I want to see how a weed business sustains itself outside of just having good weed, you know. <laughs> you know, like I want to see is it a superstore environment? Are you walking in and, hey, where are your bongs? Oh, yeah, it's aisle nine. You know what I mean? And then Dickhead's going to be like, and it's a water pipe, sir. It'll be like, yeah, fuck you. I'm going to go get a bong. <laughs>
1: jerk off. I Everyone's think, it, off I think everyone, would. more people would do the weed thing if it wasn't such a barrier of entry. $250,000 is a barrier of entry, and it's an unfair barrier of entry. But I think you, like, you would have, uh, hypothetically, back in the day, opened an amazing weed shop. That's what you should do instead of a taco truck. Yeah, that's true. Hard to get benefits, though. Um, You wouldn't have to worry about benefits if you're clearing like in Colorado. They did that $10 million or the $1 million day. You're not worrying about benefits.
0: It is too late at this point to get into the game.
1: Not that I'm thinking about it, but
0: I think it's too late. Dog, there are already yeah. so many people. Yeah. Like Oregon. I think was. I think it was Oregon I was reading. They have too much weed. They're actually sending
1: their weed away because they have too much of it. Wow. That I Speaking of, you know, it's funny. I have a, I, It's not really a weed story. It's, it's tangentially a weed story from the last week or so. I'm down. <laughs> so I messed up my shoulder in the gym. Oh, no. Pretty bad. And I couldn't lift up my arm. I know this is totally a um, placebo effect. And so Melissa was like, hey, try this. CBD. And she, yep. And I rubbed it on my arm. It was better the next day. And I was like, that's an effective placebo effect. It was messed up for a week. I tried it. The next day, it felt better.
0: Personally, for me, the jury's still out. I don't know about all the CBD stuff. I don't know if this is the next uh, snake oil.
1: I don't know, but I will take the... St- you know, the funny thing I found out snake oil, we can't really call that anymore because snake oil actually has benefits. And they're like...
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say that's some racist shit. I'm like, No, oh, no, no, no,
1: no. <laughs> what I, I was, do this time? <laughs> I've been listening to these <laughs> random fact podcasts. They're like, snake oil actually works. So calling things snake oil is not fair. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. I just always have said it. Like, yeah, snake oil actually had benefits. We call, like, these homeopathic doctors, it's kind of, like, worse than snake oil. <laughs> it's worse than that. But CBD, the jury is out, and it's going to take a while for them to get enough people to be able to do an actual study for long-term benefits. But I just know the placebo effect worked on me. Hey, if it works, it works. That's good. That's all that matters, Exactly. Actually. So I bought a grip. Yeah, we have a
0: CBD store, like a full-on CBD store in right Fresno. Right on yeah. Oh, I didn't even know where it was. Yeah, but I know like there's no THC in it, right? And the cannabinoids are gone.
1: Yeah, so you it wouldn't even it's perfect. You don't even need a license to really sell it,
0: right? But I'm curious if one ha- if someone has to work in a job where you know you need blood tests and stuff to get
1: hired. No, because the TH, the THC is the thing that blows the positive.
0: No, no, I understand that, but I'm just wondering. Like, ah, we know what you're doing. You're dabbling. Dude, <laughs> you're, not yeah. whor- you're not in the you're not in the whorehouse. <laughs> You're just looking in the window, sir. <laughs> I know.
1: You'll, you'll look, they'll bring you into the office and do that De Niro you thing. <laughs> like, hey. hey.
0: You, you, you. <laughs> I know what you're doing. <laughs>
1: you're a Good one, you. <laughs> but they, I know they have gummies, and I've heard that the gummies are real. like, uh, I heard someone was like, hey, I couldn't sleep. And I took the gummies, and I was sleeping fine, the CBD gummies.
0: Placebo.
1: Now, there's probably some sort of relaxing effect to it, but I, I'm not. Yeah.
0: I'm not sold on it, I should say, but I'm not necessarily saying it's fake either. You should try it
1: though, dog. For what? I don't just to try it. Yeah, just to be like, do I feel any different today? You know what makes you feel different? What? Weed, not CBD. Okay, but it gets some people get nauseous. It it actually activates their nausea centers, and for those of us who have that issue, CBD actually does the job.
0: You know what makes your nausea go away really well?
1: Don't do it, damn. Weed, <laughs> weed makes us. It's it's the weed, ladies and gentlemen. Dude, that's W E E D, weed. You know what's funny? I have something for what's you, up? Dan.
0: Uh, I heard this one before. There's
1: only <laughs> there's only two, but I have two whiteboard
0: thoughts. Oh, nice. Hey, real quick, Steve. I don't want to. There's two things I want to bring up real quick. Because oh, please. It's important. You'll understand why. First of all, I know you're not aware of it. You've had things going on in your life, and we'll we'll get there. But. Happy birthday to the show. Heroes of Noises 2. Yeah. We That's right. Are. Clap.
1: It's, it's very good. Are we on solid foods
0: now? And you know, we're still on the teat. <laughs> <laughs> and we're able to actually walk up to the teat and remove the bra and just latch on now. But um, yeah, for the most part, we're eating solid foods. Mm-hmm. How weird. Dude, Taking a few steps. two
1: years ago, we decided to start this thing up. How crazy yeah. is that?
0: I could only imagine if we stopped taking 10-week breaks where we would be at this point.
1: 10-week now?
0: Dude. Well, we did. We, last year, we took a 10-week break oh, for Preacher. did we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be, I haven't talked to you for a while, Steve. I'm going to be nice to you today.
1: We took a 10-week yes. break last year. And this year, we just said, we're going to be soldiers and do both. Maybe that's what got me sick. All that work. Bruh, you were doing a lot, dog.
0: You know what? I think I might have gone through a little case of burnout right towards the end. Like, it was it was a lot.
1: Yes, dog. And It was a lot. I mean, and then the thing is, here's the thing about you. Uh, you'll be burned out and then also come up with, you know what else we should do? I'm like, this guy <laughs> does not stop, G.
0: But I'm, I'm trying to get better at it because I don't like to turn people down or, like, be flaky. I understand. So that. if I say I'm going to be on your podcast, I want to be on your podcast, and I'm, I plan on it, and I want to put the work in, and I just, I don't like to flake on people. But anyway, Steve, I just want to tell you, happy anniversary. Happy
1: anniversary, Steve. man. I feel really good being back today. I needed the heroes again.
0: Right before we started, I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to say, man. It's been like two, three weeks since we put out
1: a show. Dude, I had a lot to say. I've, and the thing is, most of the stuff I had to say, I forgot. That's why I'm like, I need to start taking notes. Most of the things that hit my brain, I forgot.
0: You know, year three, Steve. Get into it year three. It some told, notes.
1: Oh, no, no question. It was just I knew it felt like we were gone for like a month, bro. Yeah, it really did. It felt like we were gone for like a freaking month. And I was like, and we you know, it's so much happened in that two week span of time that I was just like, yes. Oh, dude, it feels like we've been gone for freaking ever. And it's just wonderful to be that. I kind of been out of commission, off of the Facebook page, pretty much everything kind of just be like, okay, let me breathe. You ghosted the world, sir. Dude, I I totally ghosted the world.
0: I see you on Twitter doing your thing with your likes and your little, your little gifts and stuff, but as far as content coming from you, oh, no. I haven't really heard anything over the last few weeks. I started starting to get a little worried. I was thinking, you know what? I think Steve dumped me. I told you, oh, I think here Steve we dumped go, me.
1: Here we I was go. like,
0: you know what? Once Melissa came into his life, like we were cool, and then Melissa came into his life and then like, ah! you know... <laughs>
1: Oh, apparently
0: my she's God. more important. So
1: which I get, you know, I get it. Oh, kinda. my God. Well, I'm trying to catch up with you. Like once I get 20, what, 48 years under my belt, then we're going to talk.
0: Easy, bub. My birthday's coming up. Matter of fact, we'll probably record on my birthday. When's your birthday, bro? Next Wednesday, November 6th. Yeah, man, 47. It's wild. How do you feel, man? Like I'm 46 with a week left of being in 46. Dan,
1: don't, I do. Don't you feel? I feel
0: fine. Do you feel? You feel great, right? I know that I don't look my age. Oh, no, you don't. You don't. You look even younger with a beard. It's not often that I say positive things about my appearance, but I can tell you that I don't look 47 years old. No, no, you do not.
1: You, you, and like I said, people, if they saw you with a beard, they would not think you were 47. How? It is
0: full on grace. I know it's
1: weird. You look younger with a beard. It's just, it's the weirdest thing. I, I don't know how it works, but you look younger with a beard. It's like salt and pepper,
0: but all the pepper's gone. There's just a few specks of pepper left
1: i'm just shocked you took it off i think you got because you said you got a lot of compliments on it and then you just shaved it off
0: i don't like all the attention it makes me too handsome and then i get uncomfortable because everyone's complimenting no i get that i get that you know and i don't like that i just like to kind of fly under the radar but when everyone's constantly coming up, i know i mean i I mean it's a blessing and a curse you know what i'm saying but because it makes me feel good and it makes them feel good to say hey listen i got to talk to this handsome cat yeah but it just you know what? There's work to be done, yeah. and it's just it's just not it's not
1: proper, you're t- bro. You're preaching to the choir, bro.
0: It's not apropos. You're totally you know what I'm saying? preaching to the choir, brother. Man, from the bottom of my heart, uh-huh. I wanted to give you both you and Favon and your entire family my condolences for the loss of your grandmother last
1: week. Appreciated, it, man. It was that was a woo woo.
0: How you doing, man? Seriously, I'm doing, on the You real. know what?
1: It's, it's interesting because uh, I was doing when we had the services. I was doing fine. And you know how you, like, say, I know you've been to, you know, funerals. And say, I'm like, okay, I'm good. And then there's something that happens. Or they show a slideshow. Or it could be oh, yeah. someone singing something. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, this is this is harder. Like, And then also, yeah. even also being like, I'm making sure that my uncles and, because, you know, the cousins came together and made sure our uncles and aunts were okay. But then right. afterwards, we had this just celebration in the... Yeah, uh, while we were eating, and we all looked at each other, we're just like, "Why?" Is, and I know everyone out there do does the same. We thing. all go through it. We're, yeah, we were like, "Why do we always just get together when someone passes?" Yep, like,
0: that's how I am. It sucks, man. That's how I am with most of my cousins. Yeah, all my cousins are super close because I don't really have. I mean, I have cousins on my mom's side, but they're sort of spread out. But all of my cousins on my dad's side, they all live in the Los Banos and Gilroy area, yes. which is what, 45 minutes to an hour That's away right from there. us, maybe an yeah. hour and a half? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't go over there a lot. And they were so great to, they really took care of my family when my dad passed because, you know, it was a sister's. And um, they just sort of took care of everything while we sort of crumbled. And then when my grandma passed a couple years ago, they came back and they. they it's like they're a professional funeral business or something. I mean, they just know what to say, they know what to cook, they know how to handle it. It's really crazy. And every single time, thankfully it's only been twice so far that I we, we go to these funerals for you know close relatives that are gone. They, they're it's the same thing. Like, why do we not get together more often? But, but here's the deal. I've learned to not say that because they're like, "Oh no, motherfucker, we're all here." Yes, where are you? (laughs) (laughs) They didn't say that, but you know they're thinking it.
1: Oh no! And here's the funny thing. Here, I'm the worst because the you know uh, I'm the oldest cousin, and um, uh, mind you, also Favon was a rock. I don't understand. She's not even. She's just a rock. And so um, I'm the oldest cousin. So afterwards we're like okay we're all gonna get a cousins group together a big mass cousins group they said let's put steve in charge of it and they're like no 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 no, no. oh yeah <laughs> they didn't do that so they all put it together and they're like all right when are we gonna meet up again da, 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 da. and um i look down at my phone and there's 94 messages and i get into Steve's zone as uh, almost automatically and i'm like okay, what is Steve's zone
0: you are just sending him gifts no i just didn't respond god damn it steve
1: and so someone in the group was like, Is Steve even in here? But my wonderful cousin that knows me well is like, he does not do group text. <laughs> I was like, there we go. And then Portia was like, Why are you so antisocial? Why don't you just answer, like, okay, yes or no? I said, Portia, I just, I just don't do it, man. But I would, I will get together. But it's like the one thing I I took was I'm like, I was looking at the slideshow and I said, you could either make a mark or you don't. And I was like, I want to make a mark. I, I drove home having been so inspired and be like, you know what? It's over. I need to do something this next year. So what are you going to do? I mean, it's, it's what's it's your just, mark? It's, it's, I, that, that's what I got to sit down and I know it's, it's like, um, you know, it's weird. All these things are coming together. Like, um, I was, I don't even want to give him a pump, but I, you know who he is. Uh, uh, on Twitter, or on the podcast, a dude named Jeff Canada was talking about how he wanted to be an actor, and it's weird how life takes you, and he's like, I wanted to be an actor all my life, but you kind of got to go with where the winds take you. Sure. Like, the winds are saying, that's not going to happen, but this thing over here seems like it's a thing, and so he had to just go with where the winds took him, and he's doing quite well. He's doing perfectly fine, and it's like, I know I want to do a thing, but what if I'm really good at another thing too?
0: Well, it just so happens, Steve, that you're really good at something. It's called podcasting, That's what I'm saying. and I think that you should. I think you need to dive into it more, man.
1: That's what I was thinking on the way home. I was like, okay, have I been doing this as hard as I could? Heck no. This is not a critique, but no. the answer is heck no. Heck you're right. no, yeah. I haven't. And it's like, yeah. I is like, okay, well then, what would your would your grandmother be like? Okay, you're good. Just do it half, but. Or we should be like, dude, I've raised you better than that. Handle your business.
0: You're adorable. Half butt, by the way. <laughs> You're adorable, friend.
2: <laughs>
0: You're all, pardon my French. I don't want to half butt anything. Sorry. Sorry. Were the kids around? I'm I sorry. I didn't
1: even think about it, I was saying. I did not even <laughs> think about
0: that. You're fucking adorable. You're a little angel, Steve.
1: <laughs> and then, I, So I was on the way home and I was like, okay. All right. You need to actually... And then in my brain, I was like, but I got this and I got this going on. They're like, oh, but you have no time. What about all those times you're watching shows and doing that thing? You can make it in your life where that you can say, I can watch as many shows as I want because of how I positioned myself. But in order to get there, you have to unfortunately do something. I think you're the kind of cat
0: that, and, and I don't mean this in any bad way, but I think you are that guy. Where someone will tell you something like that, you know, like basically exactly what you just told me, but they're telling you, like, hey, man, I see this, you know, I mean, obviously I can't live your life, but this is what I see, and you should do these things. And you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then you don't listen until it finally clicks with you. And then you're like, hey, oh, you know for what? Sure. Yeah, you're that guy. For
1: sure. There's so does no that mean point. we're
0: going to have a very productive 2020? Or oh, are you you're not, going off you, and doing the Steve show?
1: No, I am on a, like, The people, like the people that we know that when when I hear someone say that, like when they have the gift of gab, I'm selling them on doing something. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just like when I was doing that multi-level marketing. The reason I was decent at it was because the gift of gab. I'm like, well, use that to better. You're not just bettering y'all like heroes of noise. Someone else is finding a voice doing something. You might bring them happiness because they're like, I didn't even know I was good at this. But we did because we were like, we heard you talking and you are a natural. Why don't you do this thing? And next thing you know, Heroes of... I think the Heroes of Noise network needs to happen in 2020. Because that's the only way you're going to do... You can't do 18 shows. You can't. But you can have 18 shows under your belt. And other people are now making that happen.
0: There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Timestamp. Steve Hudson is starting the Heroes of Noise network.
1: And the podcasting, and here's the thing, Apple don't, I'm not going to do this, but Apple makes it so much more difficult to do a network than it needs to be. I don't know why they do that, but Hey, whatever. That's a hill. That is no problem. I'm not going to make it a freaking mountain. It's a nothing hill. I've seen dumber people have networks, people that have networks. When I hear them talk, I'm like, you have a network. Well, then freaking what the heck what the deuce, man. Well, this is one
0: consistency that you have had since we started podcasting. You've always talked about doing a network. Me, not so much. So, you know, I'm always going to back you, but I want to see what you can do. Run with it.
1: Oh, for sure. And, and the thing here, here's the thing uh, the networks are the things being bought. Like, you know, how um, recently um, Gimlet got purchased for like yeah, I heard about an astronomical that. amount. And so, I think the networks. Um, the networks are the th- are the next thing. Even though it's a dangerous, it's a dangerous thing when you let corporations start controlling podcasting. When they start buying these shows, now it's going to be nothing but ads. That's all you're going to hear through the whole show. But still, like, it's a huge boon for those who are able to actually do the dang thing and and get uh, you know get some sort of traction. But dude, it's not. Rocket science. You could actually have a sustainable, as long as you don't be like, I want to make $8 million a year. Or you can make what you make right now in your job doing something you love and be happy. What if you make the same salary you make right now just doing what you love? Is that enough? And if it's not, well, then you might be doing it for the wrong reason.
0: If I could make the same salary I'm making right now doing this, there would be no question.
1: And that's not there are people doing that that are dumber than both of us. The thing, but I've always taught, I was always taught that um, hustle, <laughs> both of I was always taught that hustle beats talent when talent doesn't hustle. So you can be as talented as you want, but if someone is outworking you, they're going to beat you. Be- yeah. They're not as good, but they're outworking you though. Now, if you have- yeah, Very true. Yeah. If you have, I don't, oh, dude, this is so funny. I was listening to the Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis's, uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis's. they were on a podcast- and he said, there are people that have less talent and so they super duper, 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 duper have to work, right? And there are people with a lot of talent that work as if they have no, that, that or that don't really work because they have a lot of talent. He said, when you mix someone with a bunch of talent that works like they have zero talent, that's when you get Michael Jackson, Prince, Janet Jackson, those people that are just lunatics. Just work and work and work and work. The goal is to have a bunch of talent and act as if work as if you have zero. Work as if you have zero talent.
0: Oh, so we're we're basically right on point then. that's what you're saying,
1: <laughs> <laughs> dude? You are you do realize now? Do you feel like you're getting your groove back, Dan? I think so. <laughs> I,
0: <laughs> I was concerned. We talked about this off mic. I was like, I don't know, man. I feel like Stella at the beginning of the movie.
1: No, I knew you had your groove back by a text you did yesterday.
0: I'm just glad to be back on the microphone and talking to these people. Because oh, yeah. I'm over here. Like We're still in the, in the beginning of the show. And there's all this stuff that because we... You guys don't know it. Some of you may. But we actually had an episode we did record. We were going to put it out. And without getting into it, because that's going to take us down this weird road and probably add another 10 minutes to the show, which you don't want. It's that 10 minutes you don't want. You know, this is the stuff. This is the fat you can trim. But it was just a weird. <laughs> I don't. It was a weird vibe. It was me. It was me. OK, well, God, I'm glad you said it. But no, I'm just kidding. No, no, no I, I, sure. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. We had this really like we were doing OK. <laughs> and uh, maybe we should put this on the Patreon page and let people decide. By the way, that's the other thing. There's all this stuff. November. I would really like to have a Patreon page out to you people by November first, if I can. It's a rough draft. It just needs to be approved by a certain Steve Hudson. We got to, you know, do a little tweaking here and there, and it's pretty much ready to go. But you know, we'll talk about this off mic, Steve. But we let's do this. Let's uh, just like what you're talking about. Let's turn this on, man. Let's give these no, people it's some kinda, extra stuff. Yes,
1: and also, I mean, dude, I've been asked. Well, I know you can't do it now. You're not gonna do it. What video? No, I'm talking about I have always but you said your wife won't get on the mic. No. But I thought you guys would make a like for Patreon listeners, just a just you and her bantering, oh dear lord.
0: Maybe it's just it's just like a oh, so like we can have a full on conversation. We've been married so long, obviously we can have a full on conversation that just goes on and that's on. It. But at the same time, you put a microphone in front of the wrong person and they just seize up. At and first. That's her. At first. I think it's something that she would have to get over, you know? Because you guys um,
1: are like seeing y'all together. I'm like, oh, dude. But that's because years and years and years and years, that's what that creates, that you guys are like simpatico. And I was like, this will be fantastic. It'll be better than, I'm not going to say. Well, that. like
0: I, I never told you actually, but I think it was maybe three, four months ago, I just put her on the mic and I was just asking her questions. Oh, it was like a 20 damn. questions thing. And... It was pretty good. We never did anything with it because I didn't want to give her a complex just yet. She started loosening up towards the end, you know, so it may be one of these days. Can you just explain Patreon in a layman fashion?
1: Okay. It's a thing that facilitates payment between podcasts and its listeners. So if you want to listen to a one time, you can do a one time for one episode. Be like, I just want to buy that episode. Or you can make a subscription possibility. Be like, I want to donate every month. So it's just your choice um it, you know some podcasts do do a thing where they're like we did a live podcast you can buy it either on apple or you can buy it through patreon or you can just do a subscription service where you never have to buy these things every special show we do you'll not only get our patreon shows but the live shows and the extra stuff and the it just depends on what level so it just facil- facilitates payment between a podcast a host and its listeners and by no
0: means does this mean that we're going to st- start charging you to yeah. listen to Heroes of Noise. That is not the case whatsoever. We want to stress that. This is if you want to help us. Like, you know, I, I don't want to go into a sales pitch, but it costs money to run a show from your website to your Libsyn feed, your RSS feed. That's how you guys hear these things. And we're really not asking you to give us money. I think when we first started, we like, hey, we, have, we still have it on the website. Like there's a donation page, but it's not something that I feel comfortable just asking all the time. Some people are very cool with that and they can do that. Patreon is going to be a way that if you believe in what we're doing and maybe you want to hear a little bit more, this is how you do that. And it's just, you know, you you pitch a couple bucks our ways. There's different tiers and we'll get into that later. But you don't have to. It goes from like a dollar up. You'll get some extra content and it'll be fun. I think it'll be cool. We can have people on. I was thinking of maybe doing like um, just spinning music I like. You know what I'm saying? That would be,
1: dude, that would be. That's one. I have. You don't understand, bro. 2020, ladies and gentlemen, like I am going to make a sacrifice in 2020.
0: Once again, timestamp.
1: To actually put so many, I'm going to put a lot of eggs in one basket and it's one year. What do you mean? You're going to stop after a year? No, it's just, it's going to be one year where I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm full bored, nothing stopping. And then at the end of the year, I can look back and be like, now, was it a bit, did it work? And if it worked, it's like, okay, well, then this is what it's going to be. I'm putting everything else on hold. Everything, Dan. Not my job, obviously. But I'm saying, like, I want to do other stuff, but this is going to be my focus. 365 days. Well, you know, some days I'm going to take off, but I'm going to be like, I'm going to learn about- Lazy
0: bastard. I (laughs)
1: know, right? All the (laughs) ideas I have, I'm going to be like, okay, let's try out of 15, kill three, destroy it for a year. And if it's like you know it doesn't quite work, I'll be like, okay, at least I know. But it's it's I I spent this last year. It's like I want every you know everyone's time. I remember there was I told I said it before on the on the um podcast. There's a clock and on the clock uh, that you could buy. It says it's later than you think, and that always haunted me, Jay. I'm like that is the scariest thing. That's the only reason I didn't buy it because I'm like that hanging up on my wall. Would we'll just be like, yeah, it's later than you think, dude. You might want to get going. Like,
0: Steve is getting deep. I like this, though, man, because, and I think you know this, if you get inspired and you start really going, that's just going to push me, too. We could kick but you ass. Next
1: already, year. dude. Let me tell you something about Dan. Okay, you got to give me two minutes.
0: Minute. I, I wasn't fishing for compliments, though, Steve. I'm just telling you that I, I'm down with this.
1: I know, Dan. I know. Everyone knows because you are that guy. You are the guy that will go on shows and do this thing and do that thing. And I was like, you don't, you don't let up because you're like, I love doing this, and um you're able to just do that thing. Whereas for me, I'm like, uh, I need to to actually be like, okay, sure, you can do this thing, but can you do it better? Can you do it better? Are you better than everyone? And I don't want to stop until I'm like, I'm so good that I'm just <laughs> better than everyone everybody that does it
0: okay now i don't want to discourage you sir but i want to ask you a question go for it why do you have to be better than everyone why can't you just do your best and project that and be like hey man i'm not trying to be better than everyone you know i just want to be this is the best i can be this is my a game right here
1: what i'm saying you know what let me rephrase that not saying better than every
0: boy you sound like a dick right no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) I, i don't mean like
1: better than i'm saying what i'm saying is um like, you know how those people that are like, well, no one can do that thing. When I say better than everyone, no one can do the Steve thing as good as he does it. Because there are certain people that do their thing. Like, I don't like him. I'm not a fan, but no one does Joe Rogan better than Joe Rogan. He's the best at what he does. How's he getting Snowden on his podcast? That's exactly because he can say, of what I do, I'm the best in the world. And then there's other people like Jank Uygert having that huge political. He's the best at what he does in that thing because they said, I found a niche and no one's better than me at this. And that's what you got to do. You got to find out like instead of trying to do everything, find out what you do the best and be the best in the world at that thing. I like that. Don't be like, I'm better than everyone at everything. No, but what you do, no one can do what you do as good as, as good as how you do it. Period. You're goddamn right, Steve. I love it. Yeah. Sounds that, great. And that's what I'm trying to, like, you know, because I was crit- I was on a one of those people I just said, I was just like, why do people listen to this guy? He's not smart. He's just not. And I'm like, oh, wait, because he does not. He's good at what he does. And he knows he's the best at what he does instead of being like, all right, let's try this thing this next week. And let's try this thing. No, no, no. I'm good at this. You do that. But this thing is what I do. You know, say what you want about, um, what's that dude's name again? How how Chris Hardwick. Who does Chris Hardwick better than Chris Hardwick? Say what you want about him. I'm not endorsing whatever. But what he started doing, where he was like doing the Jay Leno thing on podcast where everyone's awesome, everyone's amazing. No one was really doing that because people wanted to be like, let's criticize everybody on podcast because it's more fun. He went the opposite direction. Hooray for everything. Exactly. Hooray. And I'm like, you know what? No (laughs) one can do that as well as he did. So if you tried to do that, you would sound pandering. But that is who Chris Hardwick is. And that's why he was able to sell Nerdist, the Nerdist Network, without 100 million shows under it like Gimlet has for a chunk of money. Everyone is doing their thing better than anyone does because no one can be you. There's only one Dan and one Steve. But if God you try right. to be someone else, now you're not really Steve or Dan. You're just some weird combination of everybody. But if you just say, this is what I do. And someone's like, you know, um, Steve, I would love if you guys talked uh this more. I'm like, oh, do you like that thing? Yeah. Well, why don't you start a show? Wow. Talk to me. Let's Let's make that happen. If you like it so much and you love talking about it, let's make it happen. That's what happened. I'm just saying thanks. No, man. We have some freaking smart <laughs> listeners, dog. We have amazing listeners. Some that we have recently met
0: that have a lot of potential, dude, to do something big. You know what I mean? Or maybe not necessarily big, but to get their names out there and get their voices out there. Yeah. Holy shit, that reminds me, because we haven't had a show in six months. Like <laughs> no one <laughs> no one knows. If you guys were waiting around, I think I got I got a hold of almost everyone except for emmy who did not get back to me but if you're waiting to hear the last word episode where it was a listener appreciation episode that just tanked and i apologize it is 100 percent user error i did not have my settings correct and effectively i recorded myself for the most part for that's her. a great that's a great show i have like six hours of me responding to stuff. I love it. So, yeah, it sucks. It is a total podcast fuck up, and I apologize. I'd love to have each and every one of you back on at some point, but I think for now, because some of them actually said, hey, you know, if you want, we can re-record it again. I think it's time to say goodbye to the word and focus on Heroes of Noise. That's really where I want to be right now. Which is kind of why I think we're having this conversation. It's almost like we're organizing for next year or something like that. There's, there's things on here that people probably don't want to hear us talk about. But you have to understand, we have not spoken in weeks. Literally not spoken in weeks. And we're just trying to catch everybody up on what's been going on. In our life. Yes. So we do have some
1: reviews. Some older reviews that I'm going to
0: attach to this show. Because we did talk about nice. the Joker. We did talk about
1: Creepshow. Then we talk about, oh, you should put out the, um, the, the missing children part. The, we really have some effective... Uh, views on that i think that's where it got weird that was fucking weird it went okay you know i I wasn't even gonna bring it up no let's not no 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 i was joking we will (laughs) never release that that is never going we we brought nothing new to that conversation it was so
0: weird (laughs) here's the deal i'll just give them the quick i'll give them the quick version by the way i'm using a new microphone right now so if my voice goes in and out i'm sorry i'm trying to it's a dynamic mic it's gotta be blah 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 blah
1: anyway it sounds actually, dude, I'm not gonna lie. That mic sounds really good. I can't hear anything else happening behind you. You know what you
0: don't hear? You don't hear my little dog barking his ass off oh, which is great.
2: Oh the little boot-
0: dynamic mics are the way to go. Uh, hold on, don't throw me off here. So the real episode 86, the, f- the first one, okay <laughs> we're talking it was going fine. you know, sometimes it takes us a while to kind of find our groove and you know it was just it was going to be just a blah show. It wasn't going to be a great show. I don't think either of our hearts are in it just for whatever reason. I think it was burnout and and who knows, but it just whatever, for whatever reason, it wasn't happening. And then, but we're going through it, you know, and I think the reviews were cool. That's just why I'm going to throw those in there because Joker, come on, ladies and gentlemen. But we're talking about, I think it went from talking about how kids stay inside
1: mm-hmm.
0: on their phones. Yes. It was one of those things. Yes. And I think, honestly, we were both sounding a little on the older side. We were like, you know, back when we were kids, oh, it was yeah, like one of those sure. kind of things. Oh, yeah. So, But that's fine, and I think that would have been okay. But then it took this really weird, dark turn about, I think it went from like, well, yeah, kids don't go outside that much anymore because they're on their, their phones and their game systems and everything. But also you have to take into consideration that there's kidnapping and then we started really getting into like kids being kidnapped and So it was weird, dude. Fucking weird. So guys, you're welcome that we didn't put that out. Trust Holy me. Cow. I, uh, people on the uh, Facebook group may have seen. I'm like, yeah, we got one in the chamber. No show this week, but we got one in the chamber. It's when I was sick. And I, I was so sick, honestly, I just didn't even want to sit at the at the computer and mess with it. But I'm like, well, we'll put that one out. And so I started putting it together, and I'm like, this is garbage. We cannot put this out. This is probably the worst show we've ever done.
1: It was bad. It was
0: really, it was really bad. It was
1: bad. I think uh, also, you know what's funny, dude, around that time? What's that? Uh, I didn't tell you, but I put in for a job I didn't get.
0: Oh, were you kind of upset?
1: It. You know, it's funny. I was upset, and then I put in for another job. It. Like, all these things happened at once. And then after the funeral, it all came together when I was on my way home. And I was like, well, at least I'm going to be putting in for that other job. And then it was like, then I thought so that I could be disappointed in a few years and be bored again, because I don't want to do that either. And I'm like, dude, it's all coming together. Were you having an existential crisis? Yes, gee. I'm just like, but that the dude that's doing it, that says put in for, I'm leaving my job, put in for it. I was like, he seems excited about it. And he's like, and then the thought was like, yeah, because this is what he has. He loves it because this is what he has. You won't because that's not what you want to do.
0: I was like, oh, my God. I mean, you got to choose wisely. That makes a lot of sense, though, dude, because I mean, I'm going to be the first person to say that I was not on top of my game that day. But since you bring it up, you were in a
1: funky mood that day. I'm not blaming it on you. No, I was in a bad mood. I was in an antagonistic mood. Yes. I was like anything you said yes were, i'm sure was i have very... some fact in the back of my head that can say something
0: i'm gonna go ahead and go full californian here and say that you were hella contradictory
1: Dude, that day i really was and you and you tried to correct the ship and we did but I, <laughs> the whole time i was just like and i'm glad that everything sometimes it takes a jolt of reality to let you know okay what are you gonna do about life then or you can just keep on being disappointed about this. thing. Or then you could be like, yay, I got this thing. And that excitement will last precisely a month. And then it turns into another thing.
0: Is that what's going to happen, Steve? Are you going to tell me like a month from now? You know, I was full of shit that day. No,
1: because <laughs> I love this. If I put in for another yeah, thing, get a job, I'm going to be like, how long? I'll probably love it for a while. But also with that, I will be like, you can't listen to your podcast all the time. You can't chill. You can't listen to music. You're not in control of your time anymore. Everything changes. Whereas this job is perfect for me to be able to be like, listen to podcasts, uh, give, if someone is under our network, listen to it and be like, I didn't really like this episode. You might want to trim that, you know, trim the fat around here, or there. You can't do that if you have a normal everyday, you know, for me, I can just listen to it at work. All these things are you. just coming together where it's just like, first of all, breathe. And maybe the universe has a good idea and you just got to let it go. Been reading up on some Buddhist stuff. Fairly interesting stuff. Are you converting? No, it's just interesting. I think it's interesting quotes. Like that whole expect nothing and accept everything. Like these things change. I was like, oh my God.
0: You like the philosophy of things.
1: Yes, it's like the only reason you're disappointed is because of expectation. If you expect nothing and accept everything, you'll never be disappointed. I like the way your brain's working these days. Like things are, like the funeral really kept off a, Because you, like, you know, and and it's like, this is a finite time. Let's rock and roll, ladies and gentlemen. Let's rock and roll. You know I'm down, man. Yes, man. And, like, the fact that you were not going to, you were going to let, I bet you if we didn't bring out your birthday, you were just going to let it go.
0: No, I would say something. I'm just not that guy that's all, it's my birthday month. You know, that guy, I, I, yeah, I'm going to be nice. You should be, dude. I'm going to be nice and say that I'm just not that guy. What do
1: you want for, (laughs) for your birthday?
0: Just world peace, man.
2: I
1: said. Oh dear lord.
0: World peace. What about uh do
1: you like you like Starbucks?
0: <laughs> oh, I love it.
1: Yeah, I'll give you a gift.
0: Card. Celebrate it every day. Oh, do you go to Starbucks every day? No, I'm just kidding. But I like it. I'm I'm not a huge Starbucks guy to be honest. Oh, like, Dan. No, like, no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. It's right down the street, so if I need a coffee, that's where I'm going to get it. Speaking but of, I mean I have a coffee story. I'm not Captain Frappuccino or anything
1: like Captain that. Captain Frappuccino. You don't so- like that? <laughs> So I'm, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm got, Halloween costume. I'm sitting there in my, in my living room. Uh, and, you know, I'm still shocked by the news and I'm sitting there with Maj. And all of a sudden I hear a knock at the door and the knock comes, or I open the door and it's this massive box and it says my name, but I'm like, oh, this is for Melissa. When I called Melissa, I was like, you, this is your uh box. Um, she's like, no, it's yours. I just didn't want to say it. Cause it's kind of weird. And I opened it. She bought me a freaking Keurig, dude. Oh, nice. And she's like, I th- and you were saying that you wanted one. And I just didn't want to see because things are weird right now because of the news you got. I didn't really want to. I was like, this made my day, G. Yeah, she's taking care of you. And so I've been using the Keurig. And let me tell you something, G. It's way too convenient, Dan. Oh,
0: I'm familiar with the Keurig situation. I don't have one, but I'm familiar oh, with it. Oh, so. dude, don't. It's benefits.
1: Don't, bro. <laughs> Cause you it's just way too convenient for coffee. And Maj does his cocoa. Oh, you can do cocoa on that thing? Yes. You do a cocoa cup and it's already sweetened and everything.
0: Oh hell no.
1: <laughs> you know, I've always
0: been kind of hung up on the Keurig. Like I've not, and I'm not trying to like a uh, no take no no, from, no 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 you know your experience yeah. but I've always been a little hung up on it because I have this little hippie thing in the back of my head that's like, well, where do all these little plastic pods oh, go? Oh, that's a problem. My, make no mistake, it's a problem. Yeah, and I'm not trying to step on your, your experience with your Keurig, because I've, I'm i fascinated with them, you know what I mean? It's freaking but,
1: amazing.
0: But if you're going to throw cocoa in the mix now... bro. Yeah, I don't really care that much about the
1: environment anymore. It is so... Like, it was a lifesaver among lifesavers. And it's like, I could just get up, push a button, makes me coffee, I walk in here, and instead of making a pot... Like, the pot is going to happen, because uh, we did a kind of a practice run on game night the other night so uh be ready for the invite things are changing dan
0: yeah it was like all in one second but i'm uh i hear game night i'm like who am i talking to
1: (laughs) we did a practice yeah we did a run we did uh uno and this other game and i was like yep it's time game night is happening but i was
0: practicing with you
1: uh melissa myself and cam and uh I said, yeah, I, we can do this. I And I only bring that up because I'm like, I'll still use the coffee pot for like game nights where it's just like a bunch of coffee needs to be made. I could just be like, okay, cool. I'll put the pot on. We'll have coffee. Got a bunch of wine already for everybody. I'm just like, okay, we need to start having interactional time and having fun because those are the times you're gonna remember. I don't have pictures with you and Gail. I don't have pictures of game nights with friends and family. I don't have those things because for so long, I was like, I'm going to just chill. Be like, that's what you're going to do today instead of actually spending time with friends because everyone's days are finite. You're assuming your buddy's going to be there next week. You're assuming that. Or you can say, hey, let's get together. Let's let's have game night. And maybe they don't come. Maybe they do. Either way, you're going to have a good time. So it's like I'm getting out of my comfort zone and trying to be like, look, I'm about to be 42, dog. It's time. Yeah, man. It's, it's creeping, It dude. goes quick, dude. I, I It goes quick. And so I'm just really like in everything, even though it was super sad, it brought me like I'm at another level of just being happy about life now. And it's just keeping it. And I think like, you you know, it's also realizing that, you know, I have a really good circle. Like I don't have many friend friends, but the, the few I have like you and, uh, you know, a few other people like are really close and i'm like i don't need more i'm good i don't need a whole hundred and fifty thousand friends i don't want that the few i have are people that are like okay they're gonna ride or die i'm good life is fantastic
2: hey look at us look at us
1: (laughs) (laughs) dan tell me every single that's the new one with that girl looking on the phone every single one of those are hilarious oh man did you happen to
0: see that episode I just got into this whole uh, Hot Ones thing. They're really good. you happen good. to see that episode? I
1: didn't watch the whole episode. I just watched the gif of it.
0: The Paul Rudd Hot Ones episode is phenomenal.
1: I love that guy. He is. And you know what? You know what's funny? He's ha- he's happy. He never says any controversial bull crap that you got to be like, uh-oh. He's always just like, no, I'm doing me. And look how wonderful he looks. You know what's crazy? Huh.
0: I never noticed it until that episode and Gail noticed it at the same time. He reminds me of, uh, he's one of my best friends ever, and he also listens to the show. He reminds me of my friend Mike. Like He has the same oh, yeah. mannerisms, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's crazy, bro. Like I just was like, I think that's why I like this dude so much, because I get along so well with Mike that I think Paul
1: Rudd reminds me of him or something, but yeah, I kind of love Paul Rudd, dude. I thought he oh, was great. Oh, Paul on. Rudd is amazing. I mean, I, even the the show he has on, even though I I love watching him, even if I don't like the show, I love watching him do stuff.
0: You're referring to living with yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I watched that, too. Well, we could talk about that one, too, man. I wasn't—I have nothing prepared, honestly. Oh, dude, and you know me. I, I have no notes in front
1: of me, nothing. You're but. talking to the right man for Halloween this week, dude. I watched a lot of horror. But we're not going to get too into the yeah. weeds. But I, I did watch something.
0: Yes, on that. One more thing, and then we can just continue on here, because this is my last point that I wanted to make. This time of year, we usually have a show called The Geek Out Freak Out that comes out. for It's our Halloween episode. And because of uh, past events over the last couple of weeks and because I was sick, we did not get our trip that we are trying to do annually now, where we go to Halloween Horror Nights. Now, Steve, is that up in the air? Are we
1: doing it? We, I want to do it. It's up in the air right now only because of monetary tie-ups, but yeah. I want to do it.
0: So it's not like you're not going to get your fill of Halloween show, oh, Halloween dude. podcast this week. You're oh, going to get a dude. shit ton of them, and ours would have been one of them. But... If you just can't get enough Halloween, there's a very good. Well, you know, we're going to do a geek out freak out next week. Either way. But let's save all that shit for next week and we'll we'll do it that way. We can really do it right. right. We kind of pride ourselves on that show. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Absolutely. So, Dan. Yeah, Steve. I have two whiteboard thoughts. Oh, yeah. Let's get to that. We are good with all the other bullshit, right? We've covered everything. So far, I think. But if you think of something, you need to interject because I think it'll be important. Yeah, I
0: think I'm good. I'm good. Let's talk whiteboard thoughts, dude.
1: Okay. Number one. I'm done with but not reviews. And let me explain. Please do. When, pe- I, when people say, hey, have you seen that movie on, like on Twitter? Oh, you have got to see this horror movie called Whatever, right? Right. It's like this movie. But not. But not. Oh! I'm like so... It's, <laughs> it's like a comedy, but not. Or it's like this, but totally different. I may be guilty of I'm this, like, by the way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm
0: feeling a little bit of heat around the ears right now.
1: I don't know. I've never seen you do it. I've never seen you do it. I just realized it's a thing. It is Where a thing, like, and I'm pretty watch sure I do. Show. Oh, dude, it drives me. I'm like, well, <laughs> then it's nothing like what you just said. Then it's like a comedy, but not. I'm like, so it's not a comedy. So why even say the first thing?
0: You're like, that's like a review, but not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you're cla- I'm on that note, I'm going to the next white that is perfect, je yeah,
0: I mean, I agree with you. I don't have a lot to say about that, but I agree with you that it's like a review,
1: but not
0: yeah, we need to we need to move past that and stop doing that. next whiteboard thought, Steve
1: this one, okay, mind you, people, I know anyone that's a trucker is going to be slamming their phone because I did not Google this on purpose okay. right. <laughs> You want to get rid of lot lizards? Are you done with lot lizards? Oh, no. This is bad. But Because you might be like, well, there's a reason. But check it out. All right. So I was sitting there behind a semi-truck. And I looked at an F-150. And I said, no, 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 no. You have this mixed up. This semi-truck should be called a truck. The F-150 is a semi-truck. If you're going to call one the other, right? Yeah. You're, you're- the big one should be a truck The little truck should be a
0: semi-truck. You're you're treading loosely in Seinfeldian
1: territory right now, Steve. Am I really? I think so. I've never seen an episode. Stop it. You're a goddamn liar. I swear to God, I've never seen an episode of Seinfeld. (sighs) It's not my thing. He's not my thing. Why would I say that when I've never seen an episode? Because you say it about everything. I'm wondering what you're doing with (laughs) the I caught myself
0: this time, though. I mean, it was bad enough when you went. I've never seen a Star Wars movie before. I thought you could really get no worse than that. And now you're telling me you haven't seen this. And I'm not a Seinfeld fan, by the way. Nah. Which makes it even more weird because I've seen a shit ton of Seinfeld episodes. Really? Yeah. I bought season one on DVD a million years ago and yeah. I watched it and everything. And I'm like, I'm good. Good on the Seinfeld thing. That's,
1: that's what I'm saying, dude. It's, he just doesn't seem. Well, and you know what's funny? I loved his stand up one time. Like there was a few times like I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. But it's not a thing where I was like, oh, I, w- "I want to see a show." Whereas *Curb Your Enthusiasm*, I, it's just my sort of humor. I watch every episode of *Curb Your Enthusiasm*, and I know if you like *Curb*, you'll normally like *Seinfeld* because he created *Seinfeld*.
0: Why do they call it "baby talk"? It's not a baby, and the baby's not talking. So why is it baby talk? I have that is the worst imitation.
1: That is a really good sign. That's a you know what you do. You know what that is?
0: It almost sounds like Alan Arkin. Oh <laughs> my. I just did Alan Arkin doing Jerry Seinfeld is what I just did.
1: You know, I found out on one of those little, uh, oh, weird, um, weird facts. Do you know uh, Jerry Seinfeld never said what's the deal with? You know where I think that came from? Huh?
0: Gilbert Godfrey used to do a character so, of oh, Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, so
1: his, okay. and I'm his what's
0: impersonation the, yeah, is that. I'm thinking what's the deal. I could be wrong, but I'm thinking that may have came from him. Because he used to say stupid shit like, why the people tie those shoes? You know, just stupid. He had like a whole. Dude,
1: that, you're getting better.
0: He had a whole deal on, on Seinfeld a long time ago.
1: I'm thinking that that's probably where it came from. Last question. Yes. Because this was something that happened at a family get together recently. Come on. Have you heard of the Mandela effect? Yes. It was blowing people's mind because they hadn't heard of
0: well, it. Well, now you can't just be loose. You have to at least give some sort of a.
1: Okay, well, the Mandela Effect is two possibilities. It's it's they also call it like a, a mass misremembering mis- thing where on mass people remember a thing that never happened, but it's like a mass misremembering. And like, where did it start then? Why do we all remember this thing that never happened? Or if they also have it, um, they have a theory that these things did happen in an alternate reality, but we all, uh somehow change that reality because so many people thought the same thing. I don't believe that. Would
0: I be inaccurate in tying two things together and saying that the, what's the deal from Jerry Seinfeld could be Mandela effect.
1: I think that's, but that did happen because Gilbert said it. Now I said, I think, well, someone did because remember um, people that impersonate them say it. So it happened. That means that someone said it in his voice, whereas like that popular one with Sinbad being a genie, that never happened. But people remember it. They're like, no, no, no. We remember a movie with Sinbad as a genie. And people are like, but that never happened.
0: Yeah, I've never heard that one before.
1: And then there's the Bernstein Bears.
0: What about the Bernstein Bears? Don't you dare disappoint me now.
1: No, it's not. Bear- we all remember it being Berenstain. S-T-E-I-N. Mm-hmm. It's S-T-A-I-N. But... The world remembered it as stain. It was never stain. It was stain. Really? And we were like, what? And Portia had to run into her room and say, I know that's not true because I just looked at it. She pulled it out, S-T-A-I-N. She said, oh, my God. Everyone in the room said, that's impossible. You're blowing
0: my mind right now. I just (laughs) looked it up. We're like,
1: how crazy is that, dude? I've been living a lie. And he's like, yeah, it's a mass remembering of a wrong thing that everyone remembered. They remember reading Stein.
0: I always thought, it was, <laughs> wow, man, <laughs> I've been enlightened.
1: And the thing is, we knew how to read. So why would we all read
0: that wrong? That's crazy, man. You think of some good <laughs> shit sometimes, Steve. You should smoke weed because I can only imagine <laughs> what <it> would come <laughs> out of your brain if you smoked weed.
1: The junk is insane to me. And I'm just like, and they have a list of the Mandela effect. I was like, oh my God, that didn't happen. Wait, that's not true. And it's like, yeah, we all thought that happened. Why is that?
0: That's wild.
1: So yeah, the Mandela effect is insane. And we still don't know why it happened. No one knows why or how it happens. We don't know.
0: Now you got me thinking, dude. You threw me off now. See, I was just <laughs> finding my groove.
1: <laughs> now I'm all
0: in my head about the Bernstein Bears, and it even sounds weird to say.
1: It, dude, Portia would not believe. She's like, Steve, I know you're wrong. I was like, no, I'm not. She's like, You do I need to go and get a book now? And when she was walking out slowly, I'm like, yep, there's that walk of oh my God. And she was just looking at the book <laughs> like, what?
0: She walked off with really? purpose, and she came back all confused.
1: Dude. Confuse, like as in she said, it's almost like you want someone to be like, oh, someone must have changed the book.
0: She walked out like night is day, day is night, black (laughs) is white, (laughs) nothing is
1: real anymore. She's like, what else is? And she and again, it's like, uh, people were like, well, maybe there was a reality where it was stained bears, and we're all remembering that. Because I was like, I don't think that's it. I just think the world is a mystery still. The universe is a mystery still. We just don't know. But yeah, so everyone, if you want to have your mind blown, check out the Mandela effect. I'm a little blown away by that.
0: I'm not even really putting drama on it. I'm like, wow, I've been saying that shit wrong the entire time.
1: I wonder if your daughter did your daughter read Berenstein Bears?
0: Oh, I'm sure. You just said it again. You said Berenstein. Oh,
1: I mean, dude, <laughs> it's, just, it's in your brain. Ask her how you spell it. What if she spells it wrong too? I bet you she does. <laughs>
0: Right now, man, minds are blown. Whoever's listening to this, they're like, what? They're looking at their old books. They're oh, looking they're looking at And then they're
1: like, here's what they do. Here's what people." I know. Uh, people in the room was like, I'm Googling Berenstein." I'm like, yeah, you want to find that, huh? You want to find S-T-E-I-N, don't you?
0: I did. Just right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it always goes to the Mandela effect thing. They're like, yeah, it never was that. It never wow. was. Steve Hudson,
0: ladies and gentlemen on top of his game
1: we're back ladies and gentlemen we're back we're back oh shoot the contact information
0: oh good god i guess we're not back yet huh oh we're back feels good i'm not even queued up or anything dude i'm completely out of my element right now i'm holding on to a microphone it's like a like i'm an mc at some talent show or something like that i'm not used to that
1: you're more doing the seinfeld thing because you're holding the mic i'm holding the mic what's the deal let's see what's the deal with bear bears What's the deal? Was is Obama. it sting or is it Sting? That's What'd you say? I said that was more Obama.
0: What's the deal with Berenstein Bears? Holy shit, that's really good, man. I think you have found is it really?
1: your <laughs> imitation. That's not bad. I, re- I appreciate it <laughs> that. That's pretty goddamn good. Let's hear it one more time. Oh, I can't do it again. That was oh, an come accident. On. That was an accident. I'll work on it though. I'll work on it.
0: <laughs> My fellow Americans. <laughs> what's the deal? With Berenstain Bears. See, that's terrible. <laughs> that's not bad. <laughs> but if you at had all, that dude. effect, oh, dude, you sound like Barack Obama. That's a trip. All right, let's do this. I'm probably gonna mess it up, and I'm just gonna do it in a one shot. I don't care. You won't,
1: dude. I'm you just won't. happy to be back, bro.
0: I'm happy to be. back. So am I. Happy to be backity. Let's give it a go. Something's up. I don't know what's going on. It's not working. Oh no! Am I muted? I'm not muted. That is weird. It's not playing my stuff.
2: Um. These crazy
1: times.
0: Holy shit, hold on. Where's it coming from? Wow, that was really weird. Let's try that again. Holy shit. All right, take two everybody, how's it going? Welcome <laughs> back to the Heroes of Noise. My name is Dan, and God damn it, if I don't have news for you. If you want to get a hold of the show, I, th- I really suggest you do. I really sincerely suggest you do. Steve's a new man. I'm a new man. I'm feeling better. You know, we've had some life experience. It is time to contact us. This is how you do so. Hit us up at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. That's where you do the email right there. That's that thing you do on the computer. You send it off. You tell your grandma you did something awesome because she's been writing with a quill her whole goddamn life. Also, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, do so. I highly recommend it. At Heroes of Noise, ladies and gentlemen. At Heroes of Noise is the place to be. It's been a little stagnant, but guess what? We're coming back strong. You can reach me, Dan, at DanQPublic, and Steve over there at SE underscore Hudson Music on Facebook. That's the place to be. It's the Heroes of Noise podcast community. We don't understand why you're not there. I don't want to make you feel bad, but seriously, folks, get your shit together. Also, go to www.herosofnoise.com. Leave us a voicemail. uh, Subscribe to the various shows that we do, as well as our friends. Go down. Go ahead and scroll on down there. That's the Pods of Justice section right there. That's our homies. You gotta subscribe to the show. You gotta support them. I need to get on that and add some more shows to it. So I've been slacking. See, now I feel bad. This is not good. I'm gonna go ahead and stop right now. I'm gonna turn it back over to a man who is enlightened. He's found himself. Uh, and, and, and by the way, he's just damn handsome. You know, he and, and also he told me about the Bernstein Bears, and I'm a little fucked up right now, so I can't really get all my thoughts together. But without further ado, Steve, the new man,
1: Hudson. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan has been sick, and he hasn't been able to watch many things, but I'm sure he's watched something. Dan, can you give us a rev- a sick review of anything you've been watching this week or listening to, podcasts perhaps? Uh, no
0: podcast listening for some reason. I've been sleeping oh, a lot. Oh, my Yeah, Okay, here's the deal, and I was telling you this earlier. I've watched a ton of shit, actually. It's just that with Sick Brain, a lot of it kind of went. Like, I don't know where it went. I didn't retain it. It's very strange. But there are a few things I did want to talk about. Let's share an experience, Steve. Okay. You said that you watched Living With Yourself, right?
1: Yes. I watched two episodes.
0: You watched two episodes. I have watched the whole thing.
1: Okay. What are your thoughts? Um. Okay. The thing is, it's not fair. Because I like watching him. So it's like, even if, if someone else was in the show doing a just as wonderful acting, I probably wouldn't finish it. Because some of the stuff I'm like, there are little holes in the theory and why would this happen and what? But I just like watching Paul Rudd and the idea, I think, of living with you. I think it's funny. The whole, oh, well, it's not a spoiler alert. The whole cloning thing, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah,
0: let me do a, let me do a quick little yeah. breakdown for people that d- maybe haven't seen this. A man undergoes an experimental treatment to improve his life, only to be replaced by a new and improved version of himself. And he must fight for his wife and his career, etc. Yeah, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. I I actually really like this one, man, and I think it might have that whole Paul Rudd effect. Maybe that's why he's just so goddamn likable, and it makes the because it's not like it's not like the best show I've ever seen, but it's highly entertaining and it's semi original. Yes, you know the way that they go about it.
1: That's the important thing. At least it's not retreading some like, oh, I've seen this a million times. This is funny, and my question is, when did he do this? Like, I was like, well, I
0: would imagine over the last year.
1: It had to be because I didn't hear about Paul Rudd making new show on Netflix. It just came out. I was like, whoa.
0: yeah, Oh, yeah. He just kind of did it under the yeah, radar. dog.
1: Playing. I was like, what? Well, after after Endgame, I don't think he really had a lot going on. I mean, he really never has to have anything going on for the rest of his life, I imagine.
0: Yeah, he's pretty much done you with are- that. He's Paul Rudd. And he was on Endgame.
1: It was. And I like him. So I would recommend. Like, I haven't finished it yet, so I couldn't get it, give it a rating. But. I think it's just a fun – if you're doing stuff, cleaning, folding clothes, it's a fun show to have in the background because nothing is like you have to watch it to see what's happening. You can listen to it and be like, oh, that's funny. That's funny.
0: I've missed your folding clothes reviews, by you the like way. You like that? Oh, yeah, I like I, it. I'm going to go ahead and say that you can, you can fold clothes. You could probably make spaghetti while you're watching it. You know what I mean? Uh, don't look at your phone only because it's rude. You know, it's Paul That's Wright. true. Paul, I would give him his full That's attention. True. You know what, though? But honestly, I think it's a really enjoyable show. Uh, I haven't even really thought about what I'm going to rate it. But talk about it a little bit. Um, I liked the... I don't know. You said you're on the second episode? I'm on the second episode. Okay. So you pretty much know why he is the way yes. he is, right? Okay. Yeah, I like that, man. I like that it's just... Um, it was like a little mom and pop shop. Yes. <laughs> that he had to go to. Yes. But it was like 50 grand to drop. And uh, I love the play on how things are supposed to go and this is the whole premise of the show, by the way, obviously it doesn't go his way, but um, no, I think the acting is really strong in it. I think that he is pretty amazing at acting with himself. You know what I mean? He talked about that on that hot ones episode. And basically he just had like an earpiece in, he'd pre-recorded all of his other characters dialogue and he would, they would play that for him. They would actually press a play button. He would say his line, then he'd say the line back and then he hit play again and everything. So, but you know, the whole working with, Someone that's not there and making it look right and everything. obviously has to do with the director and whatnot. But I think that he did an excellent job, man. It's a great show. You can catch it on Netflix. And I think there are only eight episodes, if I'm not mistaken. Most of the time they're coming out now these days. They're usually like around eight episodes. But yeah, Living With Yourself. I know that's a very vague review that we did, even even if it's called a review. But I don't really want to get into too much with it if you haven't finished watching it, Steve.
1: Oh, dude, I'm going to finish it. It's it I'm going to finish this one. This is one of the few shows that I'm actually going to finish the whole run uh that's on Netflix. Uh some of it's just too many and it's just like do I really want to watch this? But yes, I am absolutely watching this uh, uh the rest of it.
0: How do you talk about a show where it's like the main plot is right up front? So anything after that you cut. Kind of, it's almost like talking about This is Us.
1: Yes. Yes. You know what I'm yes.
0: saying? Like there's this whole reveal thing. Now, I it's obviously it's been out for a few weeks, but and we're probably like stepping around this unnecessarily. But if you have not watched Living With Yourself, I want you to go in fresh, not really know too much about it and just be able to enjoy it. I don't want to go over the whole plot because quite honestly, it's a pretty simplistic plot. It's pretty straightforward. But I can tell you that I I enjoyed all of the episodes. Uh, I didn't find it boring. I didn't think that it fell off at all. And I like that they're having it set up. Like what happens at the end of this one, you go, okay, now I got to see where this is going. And that's something I will not share with you, Steve. You'll know exactly why once you watch it. But I'll go ahead and rate it. Uh, Let's see. Off the top of my head, I had no notes. Obviously, you can tell by the review I'm giving. I will give it 3.5 out of 5 rainbow colored pisses.
1: Wow. Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. (laughs) That's what it is. His look. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious.
0: Yeah. I couldn't really think of anything off the top of my head. But, yeah, that's what I'm going with. 3.5 out of 5 rainbow colored pisses.
1: Wow. You know what's funny? I forgot to text you yesterday. Cause I saw. I don't know if you knew that there was a. Um, oh my god, Dan! We are both brain farting. We are both brain. It's okay. We're all right. Hold on. Oh, there. This is what happens uh, when you don't take notes. Did you know that there's an Army Hammer Brie Larson movie on Netflix? It's called Free Fire. And if you like, it has Killian Murphy in it. Um, I forgot Homeboy's name from District Nine. The South African dude? Yes. And what it is, is a arms deal goes bad. And they are now in a warehouse together trying to shoot and kill each other. It was so fun. And then other people would just show up to the warehouse, start shooting, and they'll yell at each other and be like, hey, whose sniper is that? And they'll be like, it ain't mine. Did y'all send a sniper? Like, no. Who is that? Not fair. They'll do that sort of stuff, and so it's like, oh I'm in I'm in and it's it's just really fun. I think you would really enjoy it um it's something that you should definitely definitely check out
0: Well I've got one for you man please hold on let me let me set the mood real quick
1: uh oh the mood is setting okay, Steven. I be here
0: to tell you about a movie I witnessed just the other day. A movie about a young wiki and a salty dog trapped on an island. The movie I be talking about, Steve, is (laughs) The
1: Lighthouse. Why'd you spill your beans? (laughs) When I watch it, will I understand? Why'd
2: you spill your beans? (laughs) <laughs> Why'd you spill your beats?
0: Trying to set a mood here, Steve.
2: why just you spill your beats?
0: <laughs> yeah, you should understand it. Uh, if you understand it. Now, I'm going to tell you right now. This movie was... Fucking incredible. All right, I'm going to turn this down real quick because I'm done spitting my beans. No, actually, I'm going to leave it on. So this movie stars Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. And I know a lot of people have seen the previews for it. It's a black and white movie. It looks like nothing. This movie looks like nothing that I've ever seen before, Steve. It is beautifully shot. Uh, but it kind of had all of the ingredients. Even though it had my curiosity, it had all the ingredients to be a movie that I would hate. Because... You know, and maybe this is my uh, level of intelligence or appreciation for film. I don't really get down with a lot of art movies, art house movies. And this, to say the least, is an art house movie. But it's so much more. It's just done in a way that I've never seen anything be done before. I'll give you a quick little plot. Robert Pattinson is uh, what they call a wiki. He's a bit of a drifter. plays a guy named Ephraim. You'll find out why, but he's gone from different jobs. He's a drifter, and he ends up working this lighthouse place. I know there's an actual name for it, but I'm just not familiar with it. So he goes to this island. It's in the middle of the freaking ocean. And there's this old salty dog guy there that's Willem Dafoe. And they instantly don't really hit it off. You know what I mean? Like, Willem Dafoe takes the, uh, he's the lightkeeper and he, he takes that shit very seriously. And he only wants to work in the lighthouse. He's got a fascination with the light. And I'll leave it at that. And Robert Pattinson wants to do that. It becomes an obsession after a certain point. It's just something that he cannot have. You know, he... Wait, sorry, sorry. I, I done, didn't turn the music on. <laughs> I made it a little bit too scary, Steve. Hold on a second. There we go, sir. All right. So this movie is about these two guys living in this very confined quarters. They're 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 the exact opposite. In fact... Robert Pattinson is the kind of guy that doesn't want to talk at all. I keep saying Robert Pattinson, but Ephraim is the guy that doesn't want to talk at all. He would much rather just do his work, be left alone. It's a four week thing that they have to do. Whereas Willem Dafoe's character is constantly trying to talk to him. That's all he does is talk at him, talk, you know, giving him commands and, and basically fucking with his mind the entire time. And that has to do with the concept of time. It has to do with his, his role there. And, um, he really starts to mess with this guy but he gets so Ephraim gets so like obsessed with what's going on at this lighthouse at night like he'll walk out it'll be dead dark and the only thing that you see yes. is the lantern in the lighthouse and he'll see like Willem Dafoe's character naked against the glass and he's like worshipping this light and that leads down the road to different things like because they start talking about uh, there's, there's hints of Greek mythology in this dude there's uh, uh you heard of Prometheus Prometheus Stole fire, I believe, from the gods. And uh, his fate is very similar to what happens to Pat's Patton's enemies. I'm not going to say any more than that. But then there is another character, or god, I should say, deity maybe, that is in Greek mythology. That is, I believe it is Proteus, who is the son of Poseidon. So Proteus is a shapeshifter. And he's like a keeper of the sea. And that comes into play too. Now I'm not giving spoilers, okay? I'm giving what I feel my interpretation of this is. And when I walked out of this movie, I'm not going to even touch that anymore, okay? Because trust me, when you see the movie, you'll understand. But when I walked out of this movie, yes, I was like, "What did I just watch?" You know, like it held my interest the entire time. When it first came on, it is shot in—I um, forget the aspect ratio, but it is like the square format to where you have black on both sides of the, you know, and it's like a square in the middle of the screen. And that was kind of throwing me off a little bit. I'm like, oh boy, they're really going for it, huh? It's going to get pretentious as a motherfucker up in here. But it's just so haunting. The way that they play off of each other and these, you know, they 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 have all these drunken experiences where they range from straight up fighting to like, am I about to kiss you? Like, it, it's weird. It's not a, like a gay movie or anything. And again, you'll know what I'm talking about when you see this. It's just they hit every I mean, and brilliantly, dude. They hit every emotion possible in this. And they go through these like the whole thing just gives you this feeling of like claustrophobia and desperation and isolation and the as you can hear, like the score is absolutely amazing. It is the it's like the perfect score to go with this movie. It's haunting as fuck. I've actually just been listening to it on my headphones because it's so like it puts me to sleep at night. It's it's kind of crazy. It's kind of comforting in a weird way, but eerie at the same time. But This could be a less effective stage play because primarily, like, that's all that's in this movie is Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, and they play so great off each other that they could totally do, like, a really cool play to this. Um, It almost seems like it could be that way, but the director that did this movie, I believe, is Robert Eggers, he did that movie The Witch. Did you see The Witch?
1: Uh, yes. Did not like that.
0: Hold on, I'm going to turn this down. I feel like I'm... I'm too involved in the sea right now. Hold on.
1: There we go.
0: Now I can think. Okay, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. I didn't really care for that movie that yeah. much. either. It was one of those movies where everyone's talking about how great it is, and then I watch it. Oh,
1: dude. You dude. know what I'm
0: talking about, right? And I'm like...
1: Yes, and then I'm like, did we watch... I might have walked into the wrong theater. Did we watch the same movie?
0: Exactly. And they, you know, And I like Anya Taylor-Joy. I think she's great, but... I just did not dig that movie at all. It was the use of the old English that got me. It was just, I, I, again, maybe I'm just not intelligent enough to like that movie. But I didn't really want to think that hard. And I think that the ending was just kind of like, oh, okay. I guess it's one of those movies where you have to, uh, like Midsummer or something. Like there's a lot of thinking going on with this one. You have a lot of interpretation, mm-hmm. I should say. But it's nowhere, Midsummer's is nowhere near confusing as The Witch was to me. Um, so I kind of went in knowing, okay, I know this guy's movie style. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and just go for it because it just looks so weird. And I'm so glad I did. But I will be 100% honest with you that when I walked out of that movie, I'm like, I don't even think I like that. Like, I think I'm just buying, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, if you will. You know, like like yes. everyone that I felt did mm-hmm. with The Witch. Now, I know that's not a fair opinion because if you like a movie, that's, that's it's subjective. You know, you're, Obviously, you like it. And again, you're probably just smarter than I am. But with this one, I just felt like, you know what? I feel like everyone's drinking the Kool-Aid and... I'm not really sure. In fact, I was prepared to come on and give a bad review. Okay. Okay. Then something happened, bro. I got home, and the movie's not leaving my head. It's just not going away. And I'm just reliving certain things that I saw in it. Again, I want to be very vague. I think that this is something that is, uh, even though the script is phenomenal and the acting is phenomenal, uh, the scenery, man, the cinematography makes this movie, and I don't want to really ruin anything for anyone. Uh, if you don't like black and white movies, if you just want to see a popcorn movie, you know, you're 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 more of a fast and the furious kind of person or something like that, maybe not the movie for you. Maybe wait and see it when it comes out on cable or something like that. But if you want to challenge yourself and you wanna see something that is just, I mean, it's all heart, you, you gotta check out the lighthouse. I'm sitting there at home and I'm like, why is this movie not leaving my head? I'm like, well, what did this mean? And what did that mean? So I start falling down this rabbit hole of YouTube reviews and articles about it. And, and again, Greek mythology and everything. And it all starts making sense because it taught me something that I really, it wasn't on my radar. Like I wasn't expecting to, to look at this movie the way that they're wanting you to look at it. You know what I mean? Again, not the smartest person in the world. So I'm, you know, I'm not knocking myself. I'm just saying I felt a little challenged by it. But once everything started unfolding and started, I started making sense of what's going on, why Willem Dafoe is carrying on this way. There are some, uh, there's some imagery in this where you don't even know, like whoa, why, whoa, like why did that just happen? And that tends to be more with the whole Greek mythology part of it. Uh, there are a lot of masturbation scenes in this, like. If you want to see Robert Pattinson masturbating to a statue of a, of a mermaid, like this is your movie. You know, it's like, it's just, if I sound kind of scatterbrained talking about this, it's because I am still processing this movie. bro. But I can tell you hands down after reflection and really kind of going back and thinking about this. and And in fact, I do want to go back and see it. I went from being like, what the hell did I just watch? That was garbage to I think I just saw like one of the best movies. Whoa. And again, I'm not one to like drink the Kool-Aid, man, to buy into all that hype. And I couldn't help myself. I'm still trying to process this movie. I highly recommend going to check out The Lighthouse. I'm telling everyone that I can go see this. It may not be for you, but if you're into what I'm into or you're curious about what I'm into, like that's what I'm into. It's really, really, really good. And it is definitely going to be, I guarantee it, it's going to be in the Noisies
1: next year as one of the best movies. Of the you've, year. you've had a few best movies of the year, man.
0: I don't know. I don't know if people would disagree with me. I think this has been a pretty good year. Not as good as some, but all in all, this has been a pretty goddamn good year of movies that I've seen. Like, I'm all confused right now about, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, anyway, hold on real quick. Before I do, let me go ahead and give a rating yes. for this movie. I'm going to give the lighthouse 4.25 out of 5. Barding Salty Dogs.
1: <laughs> okay. I mean, it makes sense, man. It makes, makes sense. This in the list, like my goal is to watch Parasite then watch this.
0: Well, you're going to have better luck seeing this before Parasite because it's not playing in our city.
1: I would travel. I'd probably have to go to Sacramento. Would you though? For Parasite, yes, because it's too it's everywhere, dude. You can't escape it, and that is a ruined movie waiting to happen.
0: As soon as I see the word Parasite pop up on Twitter or something like that, I just skip over it because I want to go into the... I have no I have no idea what this movie is about, but everyone's talking about it.
1: But here's the thing. I'm worried. Why is that? Well, no, no, no. First, go back to what you were going to say. You were going to say something after uh, you give the like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. I are going to give the rating. Go ahead.
0: Okay, man. Now, I, I'm going to ask you to strip down all of the... the the big booms and, and eye candy mm-hmm. and everything. Okay. And strip a movie down to its value just of what it is. Like it's the story and the script and whatnot. Do you think Joker might be, if not better as good as Endgame?
1: No, it's not fair. Cause it can't be because there was 10, there was so much yes, that it just, exactly. and we can't do a bottle of, of end Cause otherwise you're like, now you know what nothing means the fact that all of it led to this that movie held more than joker did so it had to it it held so much weight and the fact that it accomplished what it did is a game yeah. changer for movies in general that they can yeah. take 15 or whatever years and say and we're going to stick the land like for me joker was great but i wouldn't even say the ending was great for me And that was only a bottle ending. Let alone 15 years and they stuck the ending? It's insane. So no, I wouldn't say that.
0: And that's pretty much where my head is too.
1: However,
0: Uh I had to put all of what you just said into the argument for me personally to say it's not a better movie. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I know a lot of people rip Joker apart, but I know a lot of people love it too. And... I can tell you right now personally that there is no acting whatsoever in Endgame that compares to what with you know Joaquin did in this movie. No. Not not, not anyone close. in that
1: but movie. Not I, even close. But I didn't get it. I here's the thing. Here's what I did not do. I didn't go online and just to watch people's reaction to parts on Joker.
0: No, you're dude, it's just a it's a bigger movie, but what I'm saying and you're 100% right and you know, I have this rating that I one day may give to another movie where it's the endgame rating, which we haven't used since no, we rated it. No. And I don't think it's gonna happen. No, you know? not for there a while. is no way, yeah. There's no way in hell that Joker is a better movie than Endgame because, like you said, of everything that's led up to it and how effectively they stuck the landing and how people were like you're saying, you know, we even did it on our show. We were listening to audience reactions on our show. That's a big deal, you know, Yeah. but I think that Joker did something that really shouldn't be overlooked. Not that it is. It's just that they were able to make a phenomenal R-rated DC movie. Oh, yes. True. Just blows every, in my opinion, blows every single movie that's come out from DC just entirely out of the water. You know what I mean? And I think that that stands for something as far as in DC. Like they've just finally made the movie that they've been trying to make.
1: I totally, and, uh, yes, I, I agree.
0: Yeah. And I think that this opens up huge territory to what they can do in the future. You know, I don't know. I, I understand that it's a one, off and again, this is going to sound a little bit redundant. I'm sure because I am going to tack on the review, but I don't think that it really fits anywhere. Like they can't use these existing characters and make this work with Joaquin Phoenix. Like, he's even now saying that he's considering doing a sequel to it where that wasn't on the table. They're
1: right? already working on it.
0: Yeah, well, I think... Yeah, I think... I don't know how how much they're working on it, but they're definitely in the beginning stages of trying to put together something and seeing where this goes. It's going to happen, for sure. But where do you go with it? Like, is, are they just going to... They're going to have to keep it isolated into this little universe? Or are they going to try and later on say that it's part of a multiverse or something
1: like that? Or... You know what I mean? Like yeah. like where does it go? Here's the problem with the holes we're gonna continue it. The fact that they're like, we want it to be a bottleneck contained, and now that they're gonna do it again, I know it's a money grab. Because they didn't want to do it. Yeah. And now for they see sure. how much money it is, and that bothers me.
0: Yeah, they had their line firmly in the sand about yes! not doing this movie. So yeah, I agree with you. But I don't know how long. I guess they were kind of saying that stuff like all the way up until all the release the way, of the movie Until the money came in, yeah, the money makes a big difference. But the thing is, I also think that the crowd reacted so positively to this because it really was anybody's guess. I'm sure when you're making a movie like that, you know you got yourself a badass movie. But audiences are vicious, right? So if the movie doesn't come out, it could have completely, or if it doesn't uh, come out the way they expected it to, I should say. They Now they may have a potential flop on their hands. So maybe they were just being cautious with that. But now that they know that, again, it's a a little divisive, but that this is one of the best Jokers that's ever been done, they could really do something with this. Here's the question. Do they keep this contained to his own universe and maybe introduce some other characters from Batman lore in it? Or do they try to figure out a way to loosely... Connect it with the Batman that's going to be
1: coming out. See, it's that's the funny. hard thing. I don't know. I want. I want to see what they're thinking. That's going to be years down the road now, but they can't yep. go too far because, you know, I, I think once the 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 heat dies down, maybe Joaquin doesn't feel like doing it. He's one of those guys that could. Sh- he could like totally change his mind tomorrow be like, eh, I'm doing this weird thing. This weird, uh, Scandinavian film. Well, don't you want to do Joker again? Eh? He might just lose it. So Over it. Yes, exactly. Now, for me... He
0: might I, Seth Rogen, the whole thing.
1: And for me, dude, I'm not going to lie. I love... I think The Joker... You already know. The Joker's a great movie. I think what Joker is for most people, and I have to keep it in the same circle, for me, I put Once Upon a Time in Hollywood there, and a lot of people didn't like that as much either.
0: I liked it, but I would not put it in my personal lineup. No.
1: Exactly. And so for That's me... just was me, like, though. Exactly. No, there's a lot of people like that. For sure. I just, that's what I'm just like, okay, I think that's the noisies. That is going to be the debate of who, like, movie of the year is going to be the big one. Because obviously, I don't know, when I go down the line, I know I'm going to put Once Upon a Time over Joker. And you're going to put Joker over Once Upon a Time. Hopefully there's one that we all are like, oh, wait a minute, this is actually better than both. And we've just forgot about it. Because it's been a year of great movies.
0: Because you'd mentioned it, I have... Definitely been very verbal about movies that I think have been like the greatest ones of the year so far. They're all different. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they all have some kind of different element. Like nothing compares to Endgame as far as it's, you know, how grandiose it is, right? But then, you know, the Joker's the same thing. You it's it's I think where the Joker, I don't want to say fails, but I think the biggest hang up I have with that one is how closely not related, but how similar. It is to Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. Like, there's so much influence in that that you can't help but make that comparison. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was also just this ridiculous performance by Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, another movie that I want to put up there would be uh, Peanut Butter Falcon.
1: That was really good.
0: Again, a completely different type of movie, mm-hmm. very, you know, like heartwarming kind of a movie, but they're all different. So I'm really wondering how the hell I'm going to. Where, like what approach I'm going to take next year when we do the noisies. Like for you, what are your top? Let's say, uh, and this can change. I'm not going to hold you to it. But off the top of your dome, what are your top four movies of the year?
1: Uh, my top four. That's see, that's a tough one. Um, I would have to be like, oh shoot.
0: And you don't have to do any like number one. Just you know, what are the movies that that really hit you this year?
1: The ones that stuck out. Hold on, I have I have a good list. Um. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, shoot. Was that in 2019 though? What's that? I don't know. If, I don't, I don't want to say cause they might not be. Okay. Oh shoot. John wick came out this year. Damn it. In game came out this year. Um, tag gone it, man. This is going to be a, it's going to be a tough year, dude. I mean, yes, it is going to be a tough, year. I would say for me, it's going to be us. um, are we not including netflix movies let's just go with cinema right now for this conversation okay um so it's probably gonna end up being us once upon a time john wick
0: it's funny you bring up us and i keep forgetting about that one and i don't know if i still feel the same way but if i was to go back and listen to our review it obviously hit me in a really strong way
1: Dad God, what's the fourth am I
0: gonna use, dude? So, okay, I'm sorry. You have Us
1: Game, Once, Once Upon a, upon a time,
0: time in Hollywood.
1: Yes. I just don't wanna I don't want to not say because Shazam was amazing.
0: Can you realistically include Shazam? No. I understand how the movie hit you and made you feel, but can you realistically include Shazam Heck in no. with those other movies?
1: Heck no.
0: Yeah, it was an enjoyable movie. We definitely had a good time watching it.
1: Oh, and I love The Art of Self-Defense.
0: Ah! I have not seen that yet.
1: I hated The Dead Don't Die.
0: Oh, yeah. We um, we're totally in agreement with that. <laughs> <laughs> Piece of shit movie.
1: Oh, so mad. I think it's going to be... Remember, Dan, Plus One came out this year. You like that.
0: Yeah, but I would not include it in my top four. No. Personally. No.
1: Um, I, okay, well then I'm giving it to Joker then.
0: Okay. So we've got, just for a recap, we've got Us, Endgame, Once Upon a Time, and Joker.
1: Yes. That's so. Oh, wait, movie. no. Us, Endgame. Oh, shoot. Because John Wick 3 was incredible.
0: Okay, real quick. Before you bring up the wick, I understand that movie was dope as shit. I loved it. The action was fantastic as substance goes can it realistically be included in this this uh little category that we're making right now
1: i mean the thing is i i would overall i just say the experience of a movie cuz someone could act their butt off in a terrible movie right and so as an experience i think obviously john wick immediately i i would put i have to put <laughs> <laughs> Because once upon a time, it's there. It's there. Um, See, like in my opinion, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but for
0: me with John Wick, I totally get it. The cinematic experience was probably one of my top two, maybe two top three movies that I've seen where I walk out completely hyped, like old school Rocky style, where I'm ready to kick somebody's ass or something. You know what I mean? Walking out of a movie like that. But to be fair, the guy is lovable. He's You know, everyone loves him and he does a great job in the movie, but it's Keanu Reeves acting. So there's a lot of, you know, you know what I mean? This kind of stuff. You can't put this kind of stuff and compare it with what DiCaprio did.
1: No, but the, the, the actual fighting scenes were stuff that I had not seen before. Yeah. No, phenomenal action. And that was what I, that's what you go to John Wick for. You're like. I go to Joaquin Phoenix to see acting. He acts. I go to see John Wick for action. Which one delivered on what I went there for better? Right. That's tough. Because, I mean, John Wick over-delivered. Where I was like, I've never seen that before. That's interesting. Okay. The, The sticking of the landing, though. Um. Okay, I'm gonna right now at this moment, I'm giving it to um, Joker. Okay. At this very second. So, that's a solid lineup. Joker, um, us. What was the other one? Endgame. Endgame. Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time. That's solid. And I know who wins. I mean, it's not fair. It's just not fair with it coming out. That's not fair, Endgame being in the. (laughs) It's not fair. Cause that's gonna, I know it's going to win movie of the year for me.
0: And it also did the impossible.
1: It did the, impo- it made me with someone catching a hammer made me tear up. I, I get it. I'm not, I wasn't trying to talk down. <laughs> no, ending. I'm not. I'm, I'm, just not saying- I'm just saying like, when I think back on it, I'm like what they did. And then the, the fact that they waited so long for the assemble, dude, that is such a long game. <laughs>
0: Man, I can really imagine myself being up late at night trying to figure out what's going to get the movie of the year for me.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? I mean, but do you really think anything beats that? It just depends on what you're talking about. Like,
0: like I said, there's not one person in that movie, I don't give a shit how many times you tear up, that does a performance. Not at all. Like, Joaquin. In fact... I'm going to go ahead and say that there's not one person in that movie that does a performance even close to Robert, what Robert Pattinson does. Nope. In the I imagine not. But it's got all the other stuff. <laughs> it's got all the other shit that makes me turn into a kid when I watch a movie. I know. Like, I was more excited about Endgame. And quite frankly, even though I've already seen the movie a million times, I'm still more excited about it than Star Wars that's coming out. I'm excited, but I don't know. I don't know if it's just like I, I, I'm over Star Wars doubt or something like that, but it, it's just... It, for. it's Coming from me, that should mean something. You know what I mean? It's, it's definitely like there's no way Star Wars will top this movie. I don't give a shit. It's also capping off another saga. I don't think it's going to be better, but I could be wrong.
1: Oh, you know what I would compare it to? I would compare it to if I go um, uh, when people are just like, hey, I went to the symphony, the New York symphony, and they destroyed. And I'm just like, oh, I, their musicianship is insane and unmatched. Be like, yeah. And I'll say, I went to go see Michael Jackson. Different musicianship, but damn. Right. I, you know what I'm saying? So, like the like uh what Joaquin Phoenix did was the New York Symphony, which is incredible. What Endgame did was Michael Jackson or Prince. Where it's just like, well, which one did you want to see? Going to see that thing, which one delivered? And it just depends on what you like.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, and we say it all the time, but it, at the end of the day, it's all subjective. Oh, But totally. something's
1: got to win. We got to assign know, it to something. Oh, and oh. we probably won't even agree on the same thing. Who knows? Um, I, and the thing is, I think, yeah, it's going to be tough because if we're both disagreeing on top, but we all agree with what the second is, I think the second has to be number one because we both have yes. the equal right. opinion on that one. But the one that... Either one of us wanted to be number one, isn't, but by the numbers, well then that means universally this is number one.
0: God, what are my top four? What are my my off the dome top four? <laughs> yeah,
1: what are your top ones, G?
0: Well, obviously Endgame. Of course, dude. The winner, um, probably. Joker. Of course. The Lighthouse.
1: Oh, wow. And Didn't you last didn't you like Midsummer?
0: I did like Midsummer too, dude. And I watched the extended version not too long ago. It's like three hours of madness.
1: I got to watch that. I'm a. i am think I might check that out when when I. Oh, it's on, on demand now, so I could just watch it.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, you. I mean, you gotta you gotta rent it or whatever, but yeah, worth it. It's that is just a trippy, trippy, trippy ass movie. Man, uh, you just jack me up because I wasn't even gonna throw Midsummer in. I just I'd sort of temporarily forgotten about it for a second, which may
1: say something. Right? That does say, well, no, because there's just so much. You're going to forget about, I here's what I tell you. The only reason you won't forget about Joker is because it's at the end of the year. If it was in January, you would think back on it. If it came before end game, I don't think we're having a conversation. You could be right. If it came and then end game happened, nothing would happen. Timing is everything. Yes. You could be right about that.
0: But again, I mean, I don't know. I know people are getting all mad at Joaquin for his portrayal of mental illness and all that shit. But that movie just made me like want to walk out the door and then just immediately walk out. Of back. course. You know? And I I want to see it a third time, actually. Ben has not been able to see it yet. And I'm like, oh, I'm your dude. Let's go. We'll go see it. So, uh, okay. Endgame.
1: Joker.
2: Oh, God.
1: What about Terminator? You said you like Terminator. Yeah, but movie
0: of the year, I don't know. Okay, I was being all hush-hush about it, but I did see it already, you know? (laughs) And I saw this unfinished version of it. It's like the final version of the movie, I think, unless they did some other test audiences and they decided to, like, you know, tweak a couple of things. But what I was told was that we were seeing the final version of the movie that's incomplete as far as, like, special effects go. Okay. So when I saw that movie, I'm not going to say what I saw because it's coming out this weekend. yeah. But... I'm seeing stand-ins, like I'm not seeing the actors that are in this movie in certain parts. I'm seeing someone that's a body. Oh,
1: okay, never with
0: mind. With dots on their face. Yeah, I'm seeing a plane. Like it's, there's a awesome, fucking awesome plane scene in this movie, and I'm seeing a digitized plane, like the 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 digital skeleton of it. So I don't really want to give it a full on rating just yet because I already have my ticket. Okay. I'm going to go on Friday morning and see oh, it okay. in IMAX. All right. But uh, I will say this, and I don't give a shit. I'll take this to the grave on this one here. And I don't know, because Terminator is one of those movies where it's going to get a lot of backlash because of all the sequels that they've done that have kind of fell flat. Oh, yeah. And I really do feel this way. How do you top T2? Like, it's one of the best sequels, if not the best sequel ever made, in my opinion. So, how do you top that? You know, all I can say is that this movie really captures the spirit of the first two James Cameron produced movies. And the action is, could be, uh, it's not Endgame action. Like, you know, you're just doing a whole other game. But it's the best action that I've seen this year, maybe outside of Endgame. Oh, really? There's several factors here that I'm going to go ahead and put out there, just in case I decide to change my mind when I go and see it this week. I get invited to come to this uh, premiere, and they're not saying what it is. So we're already, the hype's like, ooh, you know, like, what, what is this going to be? It must be something. I'm thinking Star Wars. I don't know what it's going to be. And then a little bit later, they say, oh, it's a, a you know, a, a big budget action movie that may or may not be rated R. So, okay, I go, okay, that's not Star Wars anymore. So then, you know, you start, your mind starts playing with you. And then you get into the theater, and they're, like, having you sign these non-disclosure forms Oof, and telling you, yeah. And, and, yeah, and, you know, you, they're taking our phones away from us. And then it just so happens that Tim Miller is in the audience watching the movie with us. So the hype was really high. Do you know what I'm saying? They come out, they're like, you guys are the first people to blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, yes, this is a special thing. So I don't, even though I know how I feel about the movie, I don't want to let all that other shit kind of cloud my judgment because I was already hyped up before the movie started. Then they go, you're seeing the new Terminator and everyone just loses their shit. So you know what I mean? Like the excitement level's, it was like a like an onset of it like an adrenaline rush so i don't know how much of that played into the actual movie itself but it is the best sequel out of all the other ones so far outside of T2 and uh, i think people are going to really enjoy this movie man i liked what they did with arnold's character i have some gripes about what they did with um sarah connor kind of just the way she is presented in the movie but other than that, I'm not tripping on all the other shit that people are tripping on about. This is the movie that they feel like they have to be PC with it, and that's why they have Hispanic people in the roles now. Like, when did ever, when did that ever become a thing? Where you, if you put someone that's Hispanic in a movie, you're watering down the movie, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. people are saying this yeah. kind of shit out there. Not the kind of people I would chill with, to be quite honest. But there's a lot of this on Reddit, and people are saying now, oh, you know, it's just, it's just a PC movie now. It's, 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 it's our time. It's gonna make a. Kill it's this year. Game, dude. Oh, it's totally gonna make a kill gonna you, But do you know kill. what I'm saying? Oh yeah. People are arguing. They're they're complaining because like you have people of color in the movie. Of course. Now, they feel like, and it's it's just bullshit. Yeah. Like, stop it already. They're like, still gonna watch it to be mad. Exactly. They're gonna help make this movie make a shit ton of money just so they can complain about it. But I think that the majority of people, particularly the ones that come from you know seeing Terminator in the movie theater and whatnot so and back in the day, and seeing T2 at the drive-in, you know, and and getting that big experience. This is as close as it's going to come. And I do believe that they have just breathed new life into this franchise.
1: Would That's you, what I'll say. Would you say that the action in, T- uh, in Terminator is better than the action in John Wick 3?
0: It's just a different type of action. Okay. You know what I mean? It's um, John Wick 3 was all about the fighting and the way that it's shot and the cool shit that they're doing and, you know, the knives and just the, the, the long stylish,
1: fighting shots where it's like the long there is fighting no shots. Yeah.
0: You know the introduction of the dogs and everything. It's just a different type of movie. This is more James Cameron. Like, I mean, it literally is. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's it just feels like it's supposed to be the movie that came after T2, and and I think that the action is pretty much on par with that one. Whether people are going to like this one as much as they did, which I don't think is going to be the case, um, I think that the action is on par with that. There is some shit in this movie. That I, I think is the best shit that I've seen in a Terminator movie yet. Like the 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 actual Terminator in this one. I'm not real crazy about the guy that's playing him. But he actually did a really good job. He's I forget his name. But he's the guy that was uh, Ghost Rider.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot his name. But I, yeah, he's really good as Ghost Rider. Yeah.
0: He's good. But he kind of like he wasn't what I was expecting when you see him. He's kind of got like a. Well, actually, if you think about it, Robert Patrick was T-1000. He didn't really look very threatening either when it's just him. You know what I mean? Like, it's when he was just in his cop uniform without changing or doing anything, like, this is the Terminator? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's kind of like that same effect with this guy. But once he starts doing his thing, bro, he's badass. I, they've, they've spoiled a major feature that the new Terminator has in the, in the trailer, which really sucks. But still, and maybe it's because I haven't really, you know, like, I, I didn't see the trailer as much as I did when I saw it before compared to now they just keep playing this one thing. And it's like, if you guys just kept that secret, that's your key to having one of the better terminators in this movie. Like there's just this new thing that they do that. If you're not knowing what I'm talking about, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but it's just sick. Don't watch the trailer. That's what I can tell you. Don't watch the trailer and you're going to benefit from this new terminator. Like what it does. It's pretty fucking awesome.
1: I got to check it out. (laughs) We normally talk about things you watch. I have another question for you, dude, because I have to work and I have a lot of stuff to listen to. And I'm bored uh-huh. sometimes because I've listened to everything. Are there any podcasts I should be paying attention to? I can tell you what I listen to. If you Can like. you please do that? Thank sure. You. I'm going to
0: tell you all the podcasts. I. Uh, if I tell you all the podcasts I listen to, we're going to be here all goddamn
1: Like as in like podcasts you listen to, like these are things I listen to religiously.
0: All right. I'm just going to go to my episode, excuse me, to my shows section here, and I'm going
1: to tell you what I have in here. All right? Look at you having a podcast episode. Yeah, the future, man. Hey, be careful. You know they took away iTunes with their latest update, right? Uh, Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. good. It looks exactly
0: the same. <laughs> it's just called Apple Music now.
1: I was so, I, good thing I, I, well, my other, the one with iTunes on it can't get updated anyway, so I'm good.
0: So out of like the shows that I constantly listen to, there's a lot of leftover army stuff on here. Recently, I was listening to a lot of preacher podcasts because I would record ours or we would record ours. And then I but I wouldn't listen to the other ones until we were done recording because I didn't ever want to influence what I said. You know what I mean? Yes, but I, I, yes. I was listening to a lot of their breakdowns and stuff because I like hearing different takes on things. Uh, what else? Of course, there's always attention deficit order, blurds, animated batcast. I'm just scrolling through right here. Uh, What else? Oh, but also, and of course, Horribly Awkward's another one, the Leftover Army podcast. And I'm not just saying that. I listen to the shit. Seen it, movie, everything. Real Zodiac. Yeah. Start. All of those, okay? If I don't say it, I'm just going to be here all goddamn day. There's so many podcasts, but I love all of you. But I listen to Slash Filmcast. But I haven't really been listening to anything new. Nothing's really grabbed me. I did download American Grift. I heard that might be good, but I have no idea. Ooh,
1: what is is it about?
0: Ask all those questions, and I don't know. I don't even know why it's on my phone. <laughs> I just saw it. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't heard it, so I'm not even going to really promote it. I just saw it somewhere, and I went, "Oh, I'll check it out." And I haven't done it yet. But you I, know you I don't know. Go ahead. I mean, I haven't go been ahead. listening to No Sleep. I do Damn. like. I'm going to give these girls a shout out because I think they are very good. I tried turning you onto them, and I don't think it was your cup of tea. But Rock Candy Podcast, if you like music yes. podcasts. I love these mm-hmm. girls they're fucking hilarious it's like <laughs> after saying this it sounds a little cocky and I don't mean it that way but I it's kind of like my equivalent of us talking like it's a show like that it's just two friends talking back and forth week to week it's gonna be like the story of an artist or a band depending on like right now they're going through a whole Halloween thing much like everyone else's so they're cool, dealing with cool, cool. they're talking Marilyn Manson or King Diamond and stuff but they switch their genres around a lot they've done them on Beastie Boys Madonna. Who else? Uh, Nina Simone, Michael Jackson—they've done a bunch of them, and it's you know not always one hundred percent right. But you know what? Neither are we, right? Well, here's the thing. (laughs) So, but they're very good. They're very entertaining. It's called the Rock Candy Podcast, and I would strongly recommend checking them out.
1: They are in a a space that they're not represented in too well, so they're doing their thing. And also, the fact that whatever you know, you say sometimes they're not accurate. Whatever, here's what we do know: when they're not accurate, that means that they are not freaking plagiarizing other people.
0: We know that's not happening. But they've called themselves out before when they know they messed up or something. I'm I'm just, I I didn't really want to put that in there. But I think I said that one time because I had turned you on to one of the shows. And you're like, this isn't accurate.
1: No, the only reason is because it was the wrong show. Like, you're like, check out their Michael Jackson episode. That was just the wrong show for me to listen to. That's all.
0: You're a very tough sell, though, Steve. It's either you like it right away or it's absolute garbage.
1: You know what I mean? Didn't you turn, didn't you? No, you did. Never mind. I was about to say Would that be safe, though? No,
0: I don't want that, my comment to be ignored. Like, do you think that's fair? Like, that's a fair assumption? That what? That if you don't like, if something doesn't grab you. Matter of fact, I think I'm using one of your quotes. If something doesn't grab you in 20 seconds, it's garbage. No, 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 not garbage. Or it's just not something that you're going to go on. You use the word is. garbage a lot is why I said that. But there is you, some uh, things
1: that are trash. Like there are some trash, things I'm like this is me, trash. And so I would say that if it doesn't grab me in 20 seconds, I'm, I, it can't like now I give podcasts at like 30 minutes because sometimes it takes a, especially for a narrative podcast, it takes about a, well, like two to three episodes for it to start moving. Like, Oh, you got to lay this groundwork. Happened. Yes. we like, this is the city. These are the people. This is the last time they saw such and such. This person wasn't there when such and such, th- or whatever. And now I know the story so they can move on. But for like a, a normal, here's a music podcast. That's 30 minutes because normally for the first episode, they're kind of introducing themselves. I don't know who these people are. So right. yeah, I give it a good 30 minutes. 20 yeah, seconds these, is entirely too. These two women... I
0: these two women that I'm talking about, their names are Maggie and Ashley. Yeah. And it's just right for me. You know what I mean? It's the kind of stuff that I like to listen to. Of I like course. listening to two friends talk and laugh and just kind of be themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's that kind of show. So if you like that type of show, which is I'm not comparing us to them, but if you like that type of
1: banter, that's definitely a show you should check out.
0: I think you know Shanks that, listens to it. I turned him onto that.
1: That's really good. There's very few like I, I think uh let me think. Is there a music? Yeah, there's like a two music shows I listen to. So music shows are always fun. Music shows are always uh, fun. I know uh, there's been a few that I've actually just stopped listening to because when you don't put something out for like two months, you're like, come on, dude. Come on, guys. I'm not going to sit there and, you know, subscribe and you don't keep up your feed. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, dude, like they're in a space again that they're underrepresented and they're Moving uphill, and again, no, I haven't heard any stories about them plagiarizing word for word anything. They're killing. Get out there, listen to them, support them.
0: Hey, Steve. Speaking of music and podcasts, we got a mm. review. I almost forgot to read it. Do you mind if I read your review? Please, because we don't get that many of them. Hint, hint, ladies and gentlemen. Steve likes the way I say hint. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, that's something oh, that dude. pops up on the last episode.
1: Dude, dude. That was I don't so know funny. what
0: has gotten into you this week, man. But you are that all over so my funny. ass. You, don't
2: know you what want
1: it is. A, a hint.
0: You know, I rarely say this, Steve, but suck a dick.
2: All right?
1: <laughs> he was off your memo. Dan was off the hook.
0: Guys, right in. Am I crazy or is this man just overanalyzing me? Please. Like Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. Light Steve up. <laughs> I don't care if it's on Facebook. If I'm wrong, call me out too. But I got a feeling Steve's just going hard. It just, 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 just blah, 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 you blah, blah. I'm going to ruin your day here in a little bit. But all right, that check way. this out. So this is a review that we got on iTunes. It is uh, titled Pop Culture and Music, and it is coming from Sousa Side. Five star review came out October 1st, says I'm subscribed to multiple pop culture podcasts and didn't think I could handle any more. But Heroes of Noise is worth the weekly listen. The big difference is you will find a heavy focus on music, which no other pop culture pod focuses on. Yeah, buddy. I like that. I like the way that sounds. I've listened to many new bands. I'm enjoying because of Dan and Steve's suggestions. Dan and Steve are great together and seem like genuinely great guys. Give it a listen. Thank you very much, Suicide. It's nice to get those things every once in a while. Yes, if you guys want to do that? Give us a review. You, you don't even you can get iTunes. You don't have to like. Okay, well, first of all, if you have a Mac, then it's going to be podcast now, the podcast app. But if you're just using iTunes on like PC or something, you can still go on and create an account. It's not hard. It's not like you have to pay any money or anything. If you like us, if you want to support us, we would really appreciate it if you'd leave some reviews. It totally sounds generic now, but I will say it, it helps us get noticed. So if you can do that for us, you know, I'm going to love you forever. Oh. I don't love anyone except for my kids and my family. Other than that, I, I'm, 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 you know, I'm painting it on a little thick is what I'm saying.
1: Uh, you do love a lot of people. You're very nice. People have a good impression of you.
0: All right, Steve, let's switch gears and talk about some of the stuff that we've been watching. Over the last week. I know you've watched a ton of stuff. If you want, we can kind of condense it down. Uh, a couple things we can do. We can keep it kind of Halloweenish, you know, themed. And we can talk about the horror stuff we've been watching, which I kind of have a lot of. Yeah.
1: There, there we do go. Do. Let's do that.
0: All right. Let's see then. There's something that I had. I want to know, even though it's kind of already been talked about, not on this show, however. I want to know what your take is on seeing it, chapter two.
1: Uh, I, okay. So I go into it chapter two, man, it's been a minute. Um, I go into it chapter two. Obviously I, this is something that's like, okay, Steve on a plate for you. This is right up your alley because I love the first one. Um, I go in expecting it to be, you know, Hey, we're going right back into that same vibe. It chapter two is a totally different vibe, dude. Like totally different. Bill Hader brings a brand new thing. Like, Can I ask he, you a question?
0: Yeah, in pertaining, you know, pertaining to the vibe, is it not going off of what we were just talking about, like that nostalgia thing's kind of gone? Does that affect it in any way? Because um, they were I kids, think, right?
1: Yes, they were kids. I think what's affected for me was just the like this isn't just kids being kids funny. Now it's a comedy, grown person funny comedy. I'm like, oh, this is a comedy horror movie now. So all it the way. was funny. Yo, dude, being Bill Hader was hilarious. Okay, all right.
0: I thought, I haven't seen I thought, it, so I have no judgment. I'm just, it's surprising oh, to me. Oh,
1: shoot. Don't worry
0: about it. I'm asking you to tell me.
1: Stop it. Okay. The movie's like um, nine years old. Bill Hader, and obviously, dude, he's hilarious. It's just, it's This one is more funny. You don't really get to see a lot of Pennywise doing Pennywise stuff. You see Pennywise kind of having effects laid on top of them, doing not so much, like the the, the awesome thing about Pennywise in the, be- in the first one was, a lot of that was just him walking strange and doing weird things. This one's not so much. He's coming out of things and doing these weird, I'm like, oh, this is more CGI-ish. He's a monster now. Even though he's a monster in the first one, he's not like a tangible monster in this one. He's like, oh, I can turn into everything. I'm like, okay. He's like, It's not nearly as creepy as the first one, not nearly as creepy as the first one. And it's, and it's difficult because it, the creepiness was the first, the first one was so creepy because they didn't know what the hell Pennywise was. Now that you know what he is and all the kids, now the grown people know who he is. It's hard to make it as creepy as, oh, what is going to happen? We already know what's going to happen. Everyone on screen knows what's going to happen. Everyone on screen does. It also,
0: I imagine, has to do with, like, the threat to children, too. Probably made it a little bit scarier, yes. right? Now they're adults. The oh, homes. dude.
2: Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know the story.
0: I'm just, you know, I'm curious about the movie and your experience.
1: Well, he's still going after children, though.
0: Okay, so it shows some of that, then. So there are mm. some new children
1: mm. in this movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably not
0: very featured, just just kind of yeah. getting it Bingo. There we go.
1: There we gotcha. go. Gotcha. You know how gotcha. it is.
0: Yeah. yeah, I know how it is. Yeah. I've seen a movie or two. I'll tell you the one thing that I have heard about this movie kind of consistently across the board is that it is way too long. Is there any truth to that? I hear it's long. I know it's long. It's three hours long.
1: (laughs) Okay, here's what I'll say. When you're sitting there and watching it, I don't think it felt that long until you get up, walk out the theater, and it's dark. You're like, you look at your watch, you're like, and they definitely stretch certain things out for a very long time like you're gonna get flashbacks from each person separately in a separate story for each person that's how long the movie is
0: how's chastain jessica chastain i love her
1: dude she's good i loved her in molly's game oh dude molly's game
0: i also think that she's like super attractive though you know what i mean (laughs) but she's not just (laughs) being attractive like it's not not all i don't want to sound like that guy but it doesn't hurt the situation you know what i mean but I loved her in The Help. I loved her in Molly's Game. I pretty much loved her in everything that she's been in. I haven't seen The Help. Why do I feel there's a reason why you haven't seen The Help?
1: No, just haven't seen it.
2: Okay. That's That's
1: good a movie. One. I love Jessica Chastain. Molly's Game was amazing, and it's hard for me to cuz every time I see a poker movie, I think Rounders. And I, you know, it's hard for me to be like cuz I've seen Rounders a million times. Molly's Game was
2: fantastic,
1: dude. She killed it. She killed Real, it. Great, Great movie. You would, I wouldn't recommend you going to see it too. I would recommend you going to. to. Oh
0: yeah. I've already established that.
1: Dad, I didn't know you were going to watch, but it's not on your top of the list though. I don't care. You could spoil the movie. I don't give a shit. I know how the story goes.
0: I read the book. I don't give a shit. Oh,
2: you did? Yeah, time ago.
0: <laughs> Yeah, there's all kinds of shit I hear they don't do. Like they're supposed to be this like weird for the lack of a better term. And I know how it sounds. And maybe you've heard this before. There's a freaking space turtle that defeats Pennywise. Yes, I know how that sounds. But there's a, a space turtle, a freaking almost like a deity type thing. Very weird. That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's terrible. That's the actual book. Oh, you mean that they didn't do that?
1: No, no. I, I said in the book. I think it would have been terrible on screen, but I think I would, I might have rather that ending than how they ended it.
0: Do you think that the original is better? The 90s one with uh, Tim Curry as Pennywise? Because I got to be honest with you. I tried watching that. I couldn't even, like it's so dated. I thought it was terrible. I know Uh, I'm in the minority, uh, but I felt it was pretty bad. Couldn't watch it.
1: for, For the time it used to scare me, Now, yeah, for the time it scared me, but it's just like, um, I'm sure like, yeah, it's not good. I wouldn't, the spider thing at the end. I remember as a kid, I was like, what the crap? Like it was like claymation. I said, this is how it ends.
0: That's what we had to work with though for television anyway. That's true. That's very true. Now they've, (laughs) now it's crazy. Now they have stepped it up so much. It's ridiculous.
1: You're going to think it's fine. I would recommend you doing other things, probably. Like, I would say if you if you have stuff that you have to do, like, do that and watch it.
0: Okay, so it's one of those, like, laundry movies, as you, as you call them sometimes. Or it's, working it's in the kitchen. It's hours.
1: Yeah, it's three hours, dude. You can't just block it, like, do something while you're doing it.
0: <laughs> well, you're not really telling me anything that I haven't heard. It sounds like I am probably going to skip this one until it hits the, you know, the small screen, of course. But, all mm-hmm. right. Just wondering. Sometimes you have different takes on things. It sounds like you're pretty much on point. Without really getting into the, you know, all of the details of this movie, it sounds like you're pretty much on point with everything that I've heard so far. Affirmative.
1: What do you rate it? Uh 2.5 puking lepers. Yeah.
0: So this movie's half perfect.
1: It's right underneath a really good movie.
0: All right. 2.5 puking lepers then. Spoiler, Steve. Jesus. I haven't even seen the movie yet. Thanks. <laughs> so you're good anything else to say on that one before we move on nope I know I kind of threw that one at you but it's old we we have this archive of stuff that we need to go through but let's get to something a little more recent are you watching creep show yes all right now to me creep show has a special place it's not something that I can recite I don't you know it's it's not like that but again if we're talking about nostalgia creep show brings me back to a time where it was a little scary to watch this, but it was more fun than scary to watch it. And I absolutely love the first one. I, I like the second one, too. I don't know. Some. I wish I could kind of like cut things together. Like I, if I could splice those two together and just make like the perfect movie, I, that's what I would do. But I have a lot of love for Creepshow. So before we start talking about this, what are your initial thoughts with the show in comparison to, you know, the original movies?
1: All right. When I first started watching this, I remember you saying uh, you kind of prepped me you said i like the show you're gonna like the show i didn't like the creeper so much yeah and i was like i was like okay and so when i saw the creeper i think i had such low expectations that i was just like i love the creeper <laughs> so right when i saw him, i was like <laughs> yay i love it and um the first the very first story as soon as i saw the first story i said oh i'm in I'm all the way in. I'm not going to ruin it for people who haven't seen it. I am all the way in. The first episode, you watch it. I did not know that I had watched it on the day it dropped. So I was like, I probably have another one coming soon. But like, no, you watched it Thursday. You have to wait till next Thursday. I was like, oh, shoot.
0: They're subscribing to the the weekly drop.
1: Which is fine. I love that. I like the fact that they've chosen Creepshow to do it because I'm glad I didn't binge it because that breather in between actually did something for me for Creepshow.
0: No, I agree. I like binging, but I I appreciate a weekly drop.
1: Totally. And and so I would say this show, it's not fair for me because it's meant for me. This is right up my alley because Creepshow does have a special space in my heart. I watched it and it was one of the Like, that whole weird comic book light behind people, like, freaked me out a little bit. It kind of creeped me out when I was younger. I am in for the ride. I'm so glad they did it. Mind you, this is one of those that they could have screwed this up royally, stepping into the creep show territory. And they didn't. I love it. First and second episode, I dug the second. I dug the second but one of the one of the episodes or one of the stories were just like a lackluster for me but other than that I love it man their werewolf their take on werewolves was fantastic loved it it's just a good show i recommend everybody watching it that likes horror that are horror fans i do too yeah i really liked it i was very excited to check it out
0: i got a screener of it and i did watch the screener of it but i got to tell you dude i don't know if screeners are worth it man like you have to jump through so many hoops Let me explain to you what has to happen to watch the screener now. Okay, Before, they would send you a link. You watch the screener. Now, they send you a link. You click on that link. It tells you that you have to click on another link that gives you either if it's Android or Apple. I'll even tell you what it's called. It's called Authenticator. It's this app you have to download called Authenticator. Then once that's downloaded, you have to go back to the original link Click on that. It now tells you, now that you have Authenticator, go to Authenticator on your phone. You click on Authenticator, right? And then these numbers come up. Then you take those numbers and you plug it back into (laughs) the stupid website, and now you can watch it. It's a huge pain in the ass, and quite honestly, I don't think I'm going to watch screeners anymore on it. But I did watch the first one, okay? And uh, I loved it, man. Like, I really appreciate the vibe that they have. I appreciate that it's very... It's just a modern, updated version of Creepshow. They're doing everything right. Now, you said you liked the Creep? Liked it, yep. I think the Creep looks like shit, but it doesn't really affect the show for me because it's not really what I'm watching it for. You know, the the format for Creepshow is you get the Creep, this kind of skeleton-looking dude, and he, <laughs> and he puts himself in different situations, he never says anything, and then the story carries on. So it's not that big of a deal. But in comparison to the original Creep that they had in the 80s versus this one... I don't like it, but that doesn't take anything away from the stories. And I really, really like the stories, man. In particular, uh, the first, let's talk about episode one. Gray matter was good. I liked that. I liked the kind of creepy concept of it and spoilers. I think that is one of the houses that's going to be featured in Hollywood horror nights or Halloween horror. Nights.
2: Shut up.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have a feeling the werewolf one in episode two will be there too. Just because like when we went last time, Universal has an abundance of werewolves. They are were everywhere. So I have a feeling that they're going to do that. That's just my guess. But uh, Grey Matter was cool. I liked it. I thought that the kid that was in it said daddy too much. And I thought that was a little weird. Like, seriously, I'm not even trying to be funny. It was kind of an odd. No, they kept saying it. Like, oh, where's your daddy at? And my daddy didn't want this. And, and daddy just hasn't been acting the same. And then the dad would be like, what would you do for daddy today? They kept saying daddy to a point where it got a little bit creepy. But I like the story. You like that story? It was okay. But the second story, which was called "The Dude. House of the Head," I believe, or "The Head in the House," was phenomenal, and it was it was like really, really well done. It was very creepy yet innocent at the same time. Yes. And that story basically has to do with a little girl that has this very special dollhouse. She has a family in there. The family's called the Smith Smiths. I don't think that's really a spoiler, but that's what she calls this—a little adorable family that she has of little figurines. And one day, she opens up the dollhouse, and they're all reacting like they're terrified because there is now a new new addition to the house, which is this little head, this little scary looking zombie head. And the whole story is basically about how this little zombie head is terrorizing the people in her house and how she deals with that. I thought it was excellent. I love the way they had that done. And it totally felt like genuine creep show. So I really recommend watching that one. And then on the second episode, the werewolves were super dope. Loved it. I thought everything was good about that. Again, like you're saying, I love that green and red creep show like the weird design and how they like if you've seen this if you've seen creep show you you guys know what i'm talking about it would be like picture like a comic panel and you have like one of the main characters in that particular story almost like a close-up and then like the colors there's like this color contrast it's just this really cool panel comic effect and they do that in this and i was like oh awesome so this is all produced by greg nicotero of walking dead and I think that they are just kind of killing it, dude. I, I love this. I think it's fun. I think it's obviously the perfect time to put something out like this because
1: everyone's horror crazy right now. It's Halloween, man. Tis the season, right? I just thought about that. Do you think he's, uh, because remember Seth Rogen yeah. concentrates on, he does, hey, I'm doing Preacher and gets kind of been like, okay, now I'm going to go do this other thing. Do you think Nicotero's kind of being like, okay, The Walking Dead, dude, come on.
0: You mean come like down. he's jumping ship? Not jumping ship.
1: Because Seth Rogen didn't jump ship.
0: Yeah, he's just gonna turn the duties over to other people. <laughs> yes. I don't know because honestly, I don't watch The Walking Dead anymore. But I think oh. that Greg Nicotero is pretty involved with it still, especially okay. when it comes cool, to cool. the makeup and stuff. But you have a point. Like he probably could just pass it on to the people that are right underneath him and keep the show going and still be a producer or whatever his title is with that. But people get bored sometimes, and this is a very cool opportunity. I would jump at the chance, man. If I was well, I, to do this,
1: yeah, for jump sure, at the dude. And I know Michonne's leaving after the season
0: yeah i just honestly i'm not gonna bag on walking yeah, dead i just yeah. don't care about it either way like if it's I'm, never if another episode never came out it wouldn't affect me either way but if people are still enjoying it good for you i guess <laughs> 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 i can't believe they're doing a third walking dead show did you see that i did not see that yeah it's in the walking dead world and this time okay oh I you're can't pretty wait. good you you have your finger on the pulse all right and you also know when things are overdone or yes. people are jumping on to things or whatever. Yes. What do you think the plot is, the basic plot? Which I don't really have like the whole story of what it is, but what do you think it involves? The Walking Dead? The new Walking Dead series. What do you think it's going to? Like, how do you think they're going to, what's going to be their angle?
1: Oh, that's, there's too many. I don't know. That's a good question. There's so many possible zombie angles that I'm imagining, I think the smart thing would be like, how are we going to cure this? Well, from what I've seen from
0: the trailer, you can watch it. I don't even think they have a name for it yet. It's just like, uh, I should probably look it up real quick. That way I can at least tell them to watch. Let me see real quick. So I paused for just a second because I wanted to look and see if they did actually have a title for it. And they don't yet. It's simply, they're calling it the Walking Dead spinoff series so far. And there's an official trailer for it on YouTube if you want to check it out. So what this one is about, it's going to be from the perspective of teenagers.
1: Dude.
0: Yeah, I think I'm just done with it. I didn't get into Fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, maybe I'll check it out, but I'm not excited about it. It doesn't look oh, any no. different, really, from the other ones. It's still the same premise. It's just now, it's, but it's now it's with kids. <laughs> so
1: Yeah, I don't think that that's... A, here, here's my thing. Like Now that we had Black Summer, which yeah. really did a great job of, of uh, this zombie idea, or the infected idea. I think it was zombies. I don't remember. But um, either infected or zombies. They did a fantastic job, and I think uh, maybe work on getting that a season two rather than all of the other stuff, dude. I think they're just living off the Walking Dead name. Now people automatically are going to watch at least a because you want to be in the conversation. Now they're running the risk of people don't even care about the conversation anymore. No one talks about Walking Dead anymore. They don't even care about being in the conversation.
0: Yeah, I think these are just completists. Like, I don't know of if anyone's course. really jumping on the Walking Dead train anymore. I think it's just completists that have yeah. to finish.
1: I have to finish. But. I totally, and I, I know that they can't end it in a satisfying way. I know it will be better than Game of Thrones is ending. But I, can't, I know that they can't end it in a satisfactory way. It's just going to be like, okay, yeah, that's fine.
0: Yeah, That's fine. okay. What's next, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, people are dead, walking the earth, and who knows what's gonna happen. <laughs> right. Done.
0: I don't want to put the energy into it personally, but you do you, my friend. Yeah. I'm gonna rate this one real quick. So, so creep show. Oh, and by the way, the second story on episode two stars DJ Qualls. Now, I don't know if you guys know who DJ Qualls is when I say that, but I guarantee you've <laughs> I
1: guarantee Oh, you've, you've seen, seen him, dude.
0: Yeah. Um, the first person that pops into my head, like character wise of his is on hustle and flow, and he was the guy that comes in with the beats when he works on that. So anyway, but check it out, DJ Qualls. Uh, it's okay. I think Steve liked it. We talked about it off mic. I think Steve didn't really care for that one. I thought it was decent, but it seems like what's going on with the creep show thing is they're giving you like one awesome one and then one that's just kind of all right.
2: Yeah.
0: You know. Anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and rate it. I'm gonna go and I and I did this for a reason because I'm gonna use a reference from that story. I'm gonna go ahead and give. Creepshow, four out of five street fingers. Whoa! Yeah, that's I really a, like it. That's I dig really the dope, vibe.
1: dude. Dig the um, vibe. I like it so far. Okay, I, I I'm having a trouble. Man, I'm kind of put in a tough spot because I love Creepshow and I love the ambiance of Creepshow. I like the idea. Of I love Creepshow. the way you say ambiance. You like that ambiance?
0: Mm-hmm,
1: very um, nice. uh, I like how it all looks. It gives me the feels. I think a lot of it's nostalgia, and Here's a problem. If I go, there's been four episodes, there's been four mini-sodes in each, like, little section, right? Two episodes, four stories. Yes. Two episodes, four stories, two I liked. So that's 50-50. But did you hate the other ones? I disliked the other ones. Okay. I I, love Giancarlo Esposito. I couldn't believe Giancarlo Esposito. I was like, what are you doing in this show? They, like, got people for this show. So seeing Giancarlo Esposito, I'm always going to be like, well, he's in there. So, hey.
0: You know, in a way, speaking of Giancarlo Esposito, they wasted him in that.
1: They totally
0: wasted him. They didn't need to have him in it. They didn't need to have Adrian Barbeau as the person that's in the the, uh, little store or whatever. You know, But I think it's cool that they're there,
1: bro. It's great. But imagine Giancarlo. Okay, mind you, I hate when people do this. Here's how I would have done it. I'm simply asking people to imagine. Anyone who's seen The Hitchhiker, imagine Giancarlo playing The Hitchhiker. Jesus, dude. It would have been great. Something like a full, but also I have to understand they just were filming, you know, a new, I don't even know if he's involved, but I know Breaking Bad's back on the scene. I don't know if he's involved with that. I also know that he's in other shows. So maybe he just had only time to maybe film a little bit and everybody, I, I love the fact that he wants to be involved in Creepshow, but I would say, Two out of the four, I liked. The other two, one of the two, I'm like, it's fine. The other one, I just did not like. So taking that into consideration and getting over my nostalgia, which is very, very difficult for me to do, um, I would give it probably a three. A three out of five decapitated zombie heads. That's fair. That's not a bad
0: rating whatsoever, man. I just didn't dislike the other ones as much as you did. They were just okay, but- None of them really. I was like, oh, that's terrible. I, I just I'm, I wish I hadn't watched it,
1: which you didn't really. Say no, that. no, yeah. no. Five, I like five, J- five. We're good. Yeah. I like DJ Qualls. I'm one of the few that every time I see him show up, I'm like, hey, <laughs> I
0: definitely recognize him whenever he shows up. Oh, for I sure. I have nothing he- against him or anything like that. I just I just keep he's kind of always going to be that dude with the beats and hustle and flow to me. I don't know that's why. That's funny.
1: For me, <laughs> he's a guy in Supernatural. And oh, he's an Zombie too. Oh, not Zombie, but Z Nation.
0: So I briefly talked about this last week. I mean, I just brushed on it, but I do want to give some credit where credit's due. 20 Seconds to Live. Talked about it very quickly. This is a web series, okay? You can go to 20 live.com and check this out. And it's put out by a couple people that we've talked to. Uh, Video Palace. If you guys listen to Video Palace, you have Ben Rock and Bob DeRosa who are doing this. And what this is, it's perfect for this time of year. I know we're kind of staying in theme. This is just another horror comedy thing that I want you guys to check out because what's really unique about this is that there are, let's see, I believe right now you can watch, if you started from season one and continued on, I believe you have 13 episodes to watch, if I'm not mistaken. doesn't It sounds like a task, right? Not the case at all. Each episode is only about two minutes long. And all this is, it's a horror comedy anthology for people who hate happy endings. That's really what it is. Uh, some of the stories, I'll give you an example of, of some of the stuff that they have to offer. So like in season one, The very first episode, there's this. It's called Anniversary. It's a married couple that celebrates a special day, unaware that someone is watching them. This whole thing wraps up in two minutes. It's, but it's great. It's really brilliant how they do this. Uh, There's another one called Climax about a young woman enjoying the ride of her life. I won't say much more. Uh, Heartless, a magician accepts a challenge for his most committed heckler. All of these episodes again wrap up within two minutes. And I don't really want to say anything about them because, you know, how much is there to explain if it's only two minutes long? What I'm asking you guys to do is to do us a favor and go to 20secondstolive.com and just watch the first episode. And if you don't like it, then I guess you can stop because you've actually done what we asked you to. But I have a feeling that's not going to be the case. Continue to watch them. I can tell you that you would be able to wrap everything up in about 15 minutes tops easily. But they're they're fun. They're really good. And season two, I want to talk about that one really quickly, but I'll just talk about the very first episode. This one's kind of cool because speaking of Video Palace, it has one of the actors in it named Devin Sedell. She's the one that played the girlfriend in that and you get to see what she looks like. It's a very goofy kind of story about some vampire killers in an urban setting. And I'm just again going to leave it at that because again, it is only 2 minutes long. I really like this. I'm not just saying this because they came on and talked to us about Video Palace. I think what they're doing is kind of brilliant and it's it's really fun. So check it out. One more time 20seconds to live.com. It is put out by Ben Rock and Bob DeRosa. Check it out. I'm going to go ahead and rate it. I will give 20 seconds to live. 3.5 out of 5 killer time machines. That's what I'm going with. Check it out. You'll like it. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the big show. We're going to talk about it real quick. It's not going to be that big, actually. But we're going to talk about it because there's this movie that came out recently. Steve, I know you saw it. I have seen it twice. You, people may have heard of it. I don't know. It's in the news a little bit. But it's, it's kind of a blip on the radar, actually. A movie called Joker. Let's talk about that.
1: Can we do the dang thing? I've heard a lot of
0: different things about this movie. I don't know if you've heard any reviews or podcasts about it or anything like that. I've tried to stay clear of them, but I have heard a few of them. Coming out of this movie, what were your initial thoughts?
1: My initial thoughts were like we both loved it. Like me, uh, Melissa and I went and see it and we were like, Oh my God, that was so good. What? That was crazy. Did not expect it to be that good. Oh my goodness. What a good movie. That was my initial uh, response.
0: So then I'm getting the impression that you have a now response. Like it's changed.
1: Okay. So what I realized as I thought about this movie, I realized that a lot of my just immediate Love for this movie came from the performance of Joaquin Phoenix. Right. And a lot of the reason I liked Joaquin Phoenix's performance is because, as you know, Joaquin Phoenix and I don't exactly vibe.
0: Right. I'm surprised you like this.
1: Exactly. And that's why my expectations, you knew. Number one from uh, uh, Todd Phillips's, you know, quotes in the beginning, Joaquin Phoenix is in it. It's the Joker You know, for me and, uh, you know, my boy Jack Nicholson, it's over. He's the only one for me. Now, when I go in there and the movie's decent and Joaquin does a great job, if I had expected, if I was a fan of both, I would have been like, it's fine. But since I didn't like either the, the idea of this or Joaquin Phoenix, really, I came out like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. But I also had to realize that, you know what? Um... I have to take, even if I take something away and say it wasn't as good as I initially thought, I have to understand that the reason that Jack Nicholson for me or a Joker, it doesn't rank that highly on the Joker is because I have to understand that Batman was involved in the other movies. Could any of the other Jokers have made a whole movie of just them as much as I like them? That's hard. When you have when you do not have the Cape Crusader dish dipping through the alleys coming at you. This was Batman is
0: a massive crutch. Exactly.
1: what What you that's perfect. I could have just said it the way you said it. Batman is a massive crutch. You have him in the background. This was all just Joaquin Phoenix doing his thing. There's a point of this movie, not to ruin anything. I'm sorry if you haven't seen it. Close your ears. There's a point in this movie where he's writing something down, and it was one of the most interesting things I had read on a, uh, uh, in the movie. He put, the hardest thing about being having mental illness is pre- having to pretend that you don't. Yep. I said, oh my gosh. It says it, a lot, man. It says so much. Now, his portrayal of mental illness is obviously not good because, hey. It's a movie about a villain, a supervillain, but I liked the thing all in all, even though it took a a, a a step down and I haven't really thought of it since I um, left the theater. I will say this, and this is going to shock Dan. I was wrong about a Joaquin Phoenix. I will say I was wrong. You're not shocking me. Oh, I knew you were wrong. <laughs> oh yeah. There we go. I don't normally, I will not, I will make a, well, I can't admit it, like, no, no, no. I realize that there are quite a few of his performances that I have liked.
0: Yeah. I don't know what you have against him. He's annoying. So the man's annoying, not his character.
1: Yes, he's annoying. But his performance in this, here's what I'll say. Before today, I had Leonardo DiCaprio running away. Like, Just give him the Oscar now. Don't even have best actor. Go ahead and mail it to Leonardo DiCaprio and call it a freaking day. Now? We're having a conversation. Now we got some
0: competition.
1: We have some. Now, I don't know. Here's the thing. I love Leo and I loved his performance. I loved his performances once upon a time in Hollywood. But Joaquin Phoenix doing that laugh thing Holy cow. I said, I believe this is the Joker. I believe it. And the sucky part is, this is it. He's not coming back for anything. I think that is terrible. Uh, but, he I might mean, be coming back. You think so? He said well, he's not. we we'll talk about it. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. I would love to see... Um. This idea of the Joker. Now, people keep on, obviously, whenever you see the Joker, people just have to ring up, but Heath Ledger, what did you say, Dan? Batman is a big crutch. They don't want to admit that. Say what you want about Heath Ledger. He did a great job. Could he have made a movie by himself? No Batman. I don't when know, I,
0: but I, I think that he would be the closest to do so. I just think that and this might be blasphemy to some, but I think that the Dark Knight was a mess. It's a movie that I can't watch over again. Thank you, Dan. But but there is something <laughs> about No, I'm just being real. Thank I just you. It's just like when I watch. it's one of those things where you walk out of the movie and you're like, That was incredible. But really what you're saying what was incredible was Heath Ledger's performance. Bingo. You know? Now, Batman Begins was amazing. I think that they that whole gritty thing that they were doing was definitely new, and that was something that really stuck out with people. And I think that's why that movie was so highly regarded. They tried to have lightning strike twice with it, and it only struck a little bit. Man, you had this fantastic performance by Heath Ledger and a performance by uh, Christian Bale. You know, it's just it wasn't a great movie in my opinion, and I I I know that because I can't watch it again. I even bought it. I'm like, this has to be good. It has to be. Look at that performance. Put it in. I couldn't watch it. I just like I'm done.
1: It was so long, yeah. And the thing is, here's here's the here's the testament to how good Tim Burton's Batman was. Maj recently watched it. He liked it. He was like, "That is an amazing movie." I said, "Oh." He's like Jack Nicholson's. I see why people like Jack Nicholson's Joker so much. He's a scary person. He's like he's scary to be around. You're like, oh, he's just a loose cannon. And again, though, as much as I love Jack. He's my favorite joker. He had Michael Keaton. He had Bruce Wayne, he had Batman. Joker has none of those things. And so I just have to say, number one, go see the movie. Number two, if you are, an act, if, you are if you are interested in acting,
0: <laughs> This is a workshop.
1: <laughs> oh my God.
0: But just just dude. bring some bring a pad and paper Ooh. and start taking notes.
1: Dude. Yeah, man. Dude, if you stand up completely at the box oh, office, man. 90 million.
0: 96 million at the box Jeez, office this week. dude. They did some damage, man. I'm surprised. And I want to point out, no one got shot up. Not a So soul. that's good. Not a they story. had some people that were a little unsavory, I guess, that were <laughs> hanging out by themselves or whatever, and got removed from the theater. But nobody got shot up, and I think that was really stupid and irresponsible of the media to keep. Putting oh, it I out hated there like that. that. Just I, my opinion. Ugh,
1: it was so. Because bad. you know what?
0: Ugh, I was conscious of it. That's why. Like, I was in the movie theater. I went and saw it in IMAX. I thought it was beautiful, right? But I'm sitting by myself in the back of the theater, and. These two people did the weirdest thing. I'm going to be very quick about this because I do want to talk about the movie. But they were... I don't know why they did this, Steve. They were sitting in the middle. Two guys were sitting in the middle of the IMAX theater, right? They stand up. One goes out to the right. One goes out to the left. And they go and they get their popcorn and stuff. I noticed that they did that because I was like, that's a weird exit. But I didn't really think anything about it. So then they come back. They sit down. Now, this is no bullshit. About five minutes later, they both get up again, right? And they do that same thing They go, one goes right, one goes left, and they go upstairs and they sit like just to the left of me in the next row. That was weird to me because I'm thinking to myself like, okay, why would you both go different paths? In my head, I start going to, are you staking things out, just checking out the situation? You know what I mean? Yeah. But so, but I felt fine afterwards. They didn't really look like a threat. They sit down. I think they were thinking the same thing about me because this one guy kept turning around because I'm the guy. I'm the loner in the back of the theater. So I'm wondering you if you are were kind the of guy.
1: The same thing. Yeah, you are yeah, that exactly. guy. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I'm over here worrying about the guy, and I'm the guy, apparently. But anyway, I'm happy to say that nothing happened. There were no copycat killers or anything like that. And that's the way things should be. So media, be responsible. Stop putting shit in people's head and suggesting that. I that's how I took it. I thought it was very irresponsible. Now let's talk about the movie, bro. I'm gonna say that this movie was I loved it. Okay, I'm just gonna say that right off the jump. But I'm gonna say that this is a movie that didn't even need to have the Joker branding on it. Like if this movie would have come out and it was just about a guy that was descending into madness and he you know, has this big reaction at the end of the movie, I would still be interested in that. If Joaquin was playing that character, I'd still be interested in that. But I think that they did this. I think DC did this for money. You know what I'm saying? Because I honestly, if you watch that movie, by the way, there's going to be spoilers, okay? So just know that. And... The whole arc, you know, the revealing of Arkham Asylum, the revealing of the Waynes, all of that. The whole touching back to, again, the scene that we've seen in almost every Batman movie where the Waynes meet their fate in the alley. All of that stuff was there to say, hey, reminder, it's a Batman themed movie or a Joker themed DC movie. I personally think that if they would not have done that, the movie would not have made the money that it made this weekend. But I still think that it would have been an excellent movie. I'm going to respond to some things that I hear people talking about constantly. His laughing. Let's talk about that. So if you're not aware of what this condition is called, it is referred to the pseudobulbar affect. And this is something that this is what Joaquin's character has. If you want to look it up, you could actually look that up and see there are documented cases of people that have this. It's I guess it's more common than most of us know, but it does usually come from like a traumatic brain injury, which is the same case that happens in Joaquin's character. There's something about this that it's kind of weird. Like, I think it's a very brilliant way to show, like, it's a different arc on how the Joker got his laugh, right? Unfortunately, I feel kind of bad for the people that have this condition because from now on, anytime this guy has, or this, I'm thinking of, I said this guy because I'm actually thinking of someone that, of a video I watched. But anytime that this particular person starts having like a laugh attack or something like that, there's going to be someone, because people are stupid, that are going to compare him to the Joker. You know what I mean? So if you have this, this is something that can come on later in life after a traumatic incident, whatever. Let's just say one of us got that. Now we have to do this in the world where this Joker exists. So I'm not saying like, I I think that's irresponsible or anything, but it is kind of an unfortunate thing. But at the same time, that's why I liked it because it was a different take on it. This isn't a maniacal supervillain. This is a guy that's just this mentally disturbed person And this is his descent into madness and then his ascension to a different level, you know, a different plane. I liked all of that. But personally, I don't even know if it really needed to have any kind of Joker references to it. Some of the big standouts for me are always going to be Joaquin Phoenix's performances and especially that laugh. I don't think I've ever seen anyone do this, Steve, where they're laughing and at the same time kind of crying. Like you can't really tell where it's one stops and where the other one begins.
1: Yes, crazy.
0: And for that alone, I sympathize with them. You know what I mean? Because it was just, you could tell like right from the beginning when they do that first initial laugh attack and he's trying to calm himself down and you find out where he is in the situation that he's going through. That was painful. On the bus, he's trying to control it. He's shaking his head. I can't stop it. They're telling him, can't you stop it? He's shaking his head. You know, the his encounter with the Wall Street guys, the Wayne Corps guys that were on the train. All of this is things that can't be helped and that's something that just like you feel Joaquin Phoenix's pain in this you know even like his awkwardness with like how again regarding the laugh like there's a point where he's watching a comedian on stage and he's the crowd's laughing and then they stop and then he laughs so I don't know and I don't think that that had anything to do with like the triggering of that pseudo ball bar effect I think that is just him being an awkward person in general and I, I just like the way that they did that you know
1: Dude, you really I love I love what you're saying right now. Like everything I especially the part about him laughing in the um in the comedy room, he like doesn't know when to laugh. He's like, I'm just going right. off of what everyone else is doing. And I love that um first also there's a bunch of stand up comedian cameos that I was like, oh my God, that's uh such and such. Oh my goodness, there's you know, it was it was really cool, you know, to see all yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool.
0: And you told me about that and I looked for him, but I guess I'm just not familiar with these particular comedians, although Mark Marin, of course. Yeah, Mark Mar Greg but and the guy
1: that there was. There was a lot of people. Yeah, there was a guy the guy that the tall dude that was doing the stand-up comedy was uh Gret or uh uh Gary Goldman.
0: There was also that appearance of Justin Thoreau on the Murray Franklin show when he's rehearsing his bid yep. about how he's gonna come out on stage and all that. Um yeah, but there was just things I didn't even really pay attention. Like I didn't know that, I found that out afterwards. But, yeah, there are a lot of cameos in a this. A bunch. Let me tell you, though, I feel like De Niro got wasted in this. I feel like he was only there. Let me, let me go back for just a second and say that this movie, if you're not aware, you've probably heard this a bunch if you've been listening to, to different podcasts or reading articles or just paying attention to the Joker in general. But these movies strongly pull from two particular movies. One of them is Taxi Driver. Okay? There are so many similarities to this movie that I think it's worth a watch if you haven't seen it. It's a good movie anyway. But then there's another movie called King of Comedy that stars Robert De Niro, which is an even better movie. And they just draw so much from this. It's almost to a fault, but I think that it works very well. This is just me. You could listen to other podcasts or reviews and people are going to rip this movie apart. I don't get it. I think it's a great movie, but I guess it just really depends on how much you really want to like go down the rabbit hole and address the mental illness issues and all of that. I tried to take this movie from a standpoint of I'm going to go in and I'm going to enjoy a movie. I don't really want to involve politics in this. I'm not going to get to, I didn't find anything in there that was so offensive that it's just going to make me swear off the movies forever. But a lot of people did. I personally don't get it. I think that there was just so much good going on in this movie. And even though like you can tell that there was a lot of influence from the King of Comedy and Taxi Driver, I just think that they were able to, Todd Phillips was able to pull these things together And make a great standalone movie. I just think that it felt to me like Robert De Niro being in the movie as Murray Franklin was just like, oh, I have Robert De Niro in this movie as Murray Franklin because he was in King of Comedy and it's all kind of similar. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they could have put anyone in that role. I don't think that he did anything that was very Robert De Niro ish where it's like, Oh God, such a great role. I'm so glad they put him in. That could have been anyone because to me, it just seemed like he was reading a script. And not really doing much. It felt kind of out of place. He didn't really feel. Like I didn't buy into the fact that he was a like America's favorite late night host yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It didn't really work for me. But it's a small price to pay for this movie. I, you know, I don't really think that it hurt the movie either. It's just something that I noticed. Another thing I want to talk about was the violence. Did you notice that there really wasn't that much violence in this movie? There was. I mean I can count. There was the scene on the train where everything starts to kick off. And then, of course, there was a scene in his apartment with the, the little person and the other guy that he uh-huh. used to work with. And then after that, there's just some random rioting and things like that going on. And there are some things that are left to be assumed, which I'll talk about. But they had so little violence in this movie. You, you would think that would be an issue considering it's the Joker. But the violence that they put into it is so well done, it kind of punches you. And it kind of, like, snaps you back into the story again. At least I thought so. I thought that they did that very well. They did... They did a lot with a little bit in this.
1: They did. That they did, for sure.
0: And here's the bottom line. It's a one-off movie, apparently. I'll talk about why it might not be. But right now, it's a one-off movie. So if it's hated by so many people and no one likes this movie, guess what, guys? It only happens one time and you can go back to your lives of wanting these shitty DC movies that have been coming out pretty much at a rapid pace ever since like 2016. You know, that's just my opinion. I know I'm not a big DC fan, and I kind of bag on their movies quite a bit. I say for you know Man of Steel and Shazam. Other than that, and Wonder Woman. Other than that, I'm not really feeling it. I think this movie surpasses all of them on its grid alone. I think it's just great. I love the way it's shot. I love the score of this movie. Uh, just the feel all around of it. I just think it's it's fantastic. It's probably I I don't want to put this label on it just yet, but it is definitely in the top three movies I've seen this year. Easily, easily, easily. Just on the acting alone of Joaquin Phoenix. But there's some iconic shit in this movie that I think is going whether or not the movie is viewed as a as something like let's say 2 years from now are we going to forget about the Joker? Maybe, but there's some iconic stuff going on in this movie. In particular, Steve, that stare scene. Like you're going to look back on that later and you're going to know exactly you're going to hear the music that he was coming down with. You're going to know, you know, you're going to get that feeling again. I think that that is probably one of the most iconic scenes in the movie and I think it's definitely something that you're going to see come Oscar time when they start doing their their little snippets of movies and yeah. whatnot. I think yeah. that that will definitely show up 10 years from now. I think it's going to be there. It was fantastic. Yeah. I, I loved it. It was one of my favorite scenes. I know a lot of people got pissed off because they were playing Gary Glitter, who was a uh, convicted pedophile, but they played that. Hey song, that song you always hear at sports. Da-na-na-na-na. Hey, that's the song. Gary. Glitter.
1: Oh, I didn't even remember the off. song. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what song did they play? No,
0: I love that. I thought oh, okay. that was really cool, but people were losing their shit. I get it. But in this case, I think it was a good separation of art to, you know, the person. I think that I think it was very well used Uh, when he stands on the car at the end of this movie and he's kind of taken his full form finally and he puts his arms out like that and he smears the blood and makes the smile. That was the shit. I was just like, oh, there he is. Like if he wasn't there yet, he's totally here now. And the only thing about that that makes me bummed out is that if this is a one off movie, it left me wanting more. Now I want to see the Joker in his final form wreaking havoc. He doesn't have to be a supervillain. He doesn't have to be a mastermind. I want to see what happens when Arthur Fleck finally embraces the Joker full time, what he does next. And I think there's a movie there that we could totally see and it would probably be really good. I think they could actually get away with, like you're saying, not using Batman in the next movie and just making this this raising hell wreaking havoc, creating chaos kind of movie that just has to do with a young Arthur Fleck that is now the Joker. Personally, hmm, I would watch okay. that shit all day long. Okay. I don't know. I mean, do you think that they can't do this again without the use of Batman?
1: Uh, I think that I I do believe they, they kind of, uh, this is the one. I think this is the one that he can get away with. I don't know if they can be like, and now Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker again. I don't think it's going to do. They'd be like, okay, Batman's not in it. We saw it. I think they ended it perfectly. If they don't do it again, I'm fine. I think it was a great origin story. That's the thing is that I was completely
0: fine that way too. But I don't know if this was like a junket thing or what, but there was someone that interviewed him and they were asking him about the movie, obviously. And they mentioned, is this the last step for the Joker? He got a big smile on his face. And basically said he really didn't have anything to say at the moment. But he did say that him and Todd Phillips were working on like what could be next. And so it's before he was saying, no, this is a one shot deal. Uh, Typically, he does not do sequels. So that's a good, strong way of kind of gauging if he's really going to do this or not. But it's not 100 percent off the table. And let's face it, money talks. So if this movie just kills and, and creates this whole new thing where people want it, something tells me we'll get it in one way, shape or form.
1: Um, I would like to see him with that. It would be great to see him with Batman. I think um, I would say that this is one of my, this is easily for me, the top five one like a top five performance this year. Top five performance. Like I am impressed. I am yeah. impressed with this performance. Um, uh, for me, it's tough because there's so many great movies this year. There was so many beasts, but I would say top five performance for sure.
0: What did you think of the use of the Waynes in this? It was fine.
1: I think it was, it was a cool, there like, though, here right? you go. Yeah, like, here you go. Here's a yeah. little carrot for y'all. I think it was fine. I was like, "A's yeah, it's fine. And um, it was cool to see the beads again. I'm like, oh, they did the beads thing. I'm so sick of the beads myself. (laughs) I'm just like, no more beads. I think it was like, pearls. it was definitely a send up for, you know, Batman. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. What we got to do is give, everyone needs to, whatever you think of him, needs to give props to Tim Burton. You have to. Like, he made the dark comic book thing, and now you can get away with it like it or not no one yeah, thought a dark comic I mean people were like why you're supposed to be colorful Batman and he's like nah let's just do dark stuff and ever since then dude <laughs> ever since then it's been and I think that it's a good thing that he kind of was like thank you salute so, yeah, I mean, I look forward to see what uh, seeing what happens next. I think they could really do an amazing thing. I would be very interested if Joaquin's all the way down, if he's like saying, oh, we'll see what happens. But if he's all the way in, I can't wait to see what happens next for Joker.
0: What about this? Are you interested in seeing more one-off movies like that?
1: Uh, obviously, I can't say no, because I would have said no before this. It depends on who directs it and how good it is. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, what the end product is, right? That is
1: all because we've always had, I would, there are certain people I would love to see, but we just saw one off with Venom. Was that good? It really depends,
0: man. I'm not saying it was great, but I was entertained.
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't say that. I walked out, like if I would have paid $12, I would have been pissed. I'm like, the hell, I saw it for free. So I was like, ah, it's fine.
0: See, and the difference with me is that, again, I don't have a DC allegiance. And quite honestly, even if Marvel did some shit like that, I, there are people that are just getting so pissed off about this. It's a movie, man. People are just trying to entertain you. And I get it. It's a, it's a strong property. I'll try and put myself in the light of saying, OK, well, they're ruining Star Wars now. Maybe. I'm not talking about what's coming up. And I'm not talking about the uh, Rise of Skywalker. But let's you, you, uh, say Han Solo or something like that. People were really pissed off about that. It's a movie. You know, I got bigger shit to worry about. I'm still entertained. I'm glad they're making these movies. And and as long as they're not abusing the product to the point of just, just, you know, just blatant abuse. Like we're just simply using the name and we've changed everything, which happens a lot with movies. And they start making them campy and all that. Now we got a problem. But if they want to do this again, I'm all for it, man. One, I know you're going to need to get out of here, Steve, but there's just one thing that I want to say real quick about the Waynes. I don't feel like they really needed, like I said, I don't feel they really needed to be there. But the fact that they were there did something to this movie that was so cool and so different than the other ones, and it's that they left things ambiguous. So by having Thomas Wayne, you know, I'm not going to fully disclose all of the plot about Tom the Wayne's or anything like that, but having Thomas Wayne and his arc in the story and what he means or may not mean to Arthur Fleck is pretty cool because on one hand, you have a straight up denial by him, right? Like, I just, I didn't do this. But they also paint him in the light of not being the greatest person in the world. I, I don't know if this is just like sign of the times or or the particular time that we're living in right now. Or if I'm the only person on earth that got this. I got some Trumpy vibes off of him. Like, I thought, I think they intentionally did it just a little bit. They just sprinkled, you know how that dude, the Salt Bay, they just sprinkled a little bit of Trump on, on the Wayne <laughs> character. Yeah. To make him a more terrible person, right? But... It's ambiguous on whether or not that really happens. So there is potential for him to be Bruce Wayne's half-brother. And I think that there's something so incredible about that, especially if they don't ever touch on it again, because we're left wondering that. And I think that's really cool, man. Like, like was Peggy Fleck really crazy? Or was she this really hot redhead that worked for the, for the Waynes that he had this affair with, Knocked her up and because he's this rich and powerful person, he's able to duck and dodge any type of association with being a father with this character, completely abandoned her, sent her on this downward spiral where now she is going crazy. She's allowing people to like, you know, abuse Arthur essentially. And, and all she really cares about is the, the fact that she's still tied to him. Like she, that's really all her focus is. It's like, yes, Arthur's my son, but I'm so stuck on how it used to be with Thomas Wayne that that's my full focus. That's that's everything that I've thrown into my life now. And my life is now in a downward spiral because of it. Yeah. So, you know, is Arthur Fleck the product of Thomas Wayne abandoning him in the, in the first place? And then, of course, everything that fell into place as he grew up in life. I think that's a really brilliant edge. And I, some people didn't like that. But I think because they left it ambiguous and they did not say... Yes, I'm your half brother, or something like that. That it was just a really cool element that, to the movie that I don't think any of the other DC movies have. I think it's great, man. I loved it. Another thing that was ambiguous is how much killing did he actually do? Zazie Beats. We didn't really talk about her. She's in the movie and she has a whole twist of her story that we weren't, I didn't see it coming. I had no idea that was coming. You know what I mean? Uh, and at the end of her story, Is it, in fact, the end of her story? You know, we see him go into her apartment. We find out he's not really supposed to be there. And, of course, all the other stuff that I'm not going to talk about. But then we see him leave. Did he do it? Did he not do it? I don't know. That's true. Who knows? I'm going to tell you something that is so dope about this, though, that I really liked it, man. Because if they're going to throw in little comic references, I think this was a really good one to throw in, dude. And that's the whole killing joke reference. I'm not going to act like I'm super versed on Batman, but I love the killing joke. And there's a point in time in that story where he, where the Joker tells Batman, you know, the only difference between you and I is one bad day. It's true. And then he goes into her apartment, right? And she's like, what, you know what? You're not supposed to be in here or whatever. And he's just like staring down. He's like, I had a bad day. And I thought that was so fucking cool that they threw that in. I mean, like just huge points to them for that. But again, it was left ambiguous. And we don't know if she died. And I think that this is some of the stronger parts of the movie. It's the it's the fact that I now I know you didn't have this experience, but I walked out of that movie and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then I, to the point where I actually went back the next day and saw it again. And I'm still it's still on my mind, man. I'm still, you know, putting it together. I think I got the gist of it, of course. But I, I like to do that. Much like us, there was things that we could do. Or we did this happen? Is this what this means? That's what this movie did to me. So all in all, man. I I think this is one of the best movies that I've seen this year. It is definitely some of the best acting done this year. Whether or not people are going to agree with me on that, that's completely up to you guys. But I'm telling you, go out and see this movie. And don't take your kids to it thinking that it's going to be some, you know, supervillain, superhero movie with lots of color and, and humor. And the good guys win. It is not that type of a movie. And I think that people definitely got that vibe. Like I saw people that did come out of the movie with their kids. Oh, it's not that kind of a joker. It's not Mark. No, (laughs) you know what I mean? So just be warned. I mean, it has a rated R rating, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything, particularly in Fresno, for some reason, where everyone brings their infants and two year olds to rated R movies. Just be warned that you're not getting a standard DC movie. This is not Shazam. Okay, this is not Man of Steel. This is something that is completely dark, a downward spiral, super gritty. It looks like Scorsese made it. And I don't know if it's even going to hold a kids' interest that much, to be honest with you. So I really could keep going on about this one. I think we kind of started off where we were going to talk about it more. But I know that we're winding things down. So if you have nothing else to say about this one, I'm ready to rate. Go for it. I'm going to give the Joker four out of five clown masks, Steve.
1: That is, a, that is actually a really good rating. It made um, it a
0: generic. I was really trying to do a good pool, and I couldn't find
1: anything. That's what I'm, I'm so, trying yeah, to clown think. masks it is. Uh, okay, I, I know it. i uh, Um I will give, okay, this is going to be a once-in-a-lifetime, or not once-in-a-lifetime. I'm This is gonna. going to have to split, if you don't mind. I'm going to give the movie itself 2.3. Uh, I'll give the movie a 3. I'll give Joaquin Phoenix's performance a 4.5. Because I don't want to, if I, I, I don't feel right about giving the movie like a whatever, no. Because Joaquin, my lord, man, rarely. Do you see someone full on say, I'm going to do this thing, especially for him, for a comic? What is essentially a comic book movie? I don't remember anyone acting as good. Like, has anyone ever acted this well for a comic book movie?
0: No, this is definitely if you're going to call it a comic book movie. And you're asking me this question, which I know you are. I would have to say this is the best performance, hands down, across DC and Marvel as far as acting. Yes.
1: no And easy. And now, is it the best origin story? No, because we know there's other businesses that are just better at origin stories. They know how to do them to make you like, oh, this is so awesome. But the acting performance, the end, the end. It's not close.
0: I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, as far as origin stories go. Like, I think it's definitely one of the best origin stories out of everything that DC's. If out of everything DC's done, I think the only origin story that beats it would be Superman's, uh, Man of Steel. I think that's the only origin story that beats it. Now, as far as Marvel goes, the thing is, is that we're we're kind of comparing to, and, and this even counts for DC as well. We're comparing two different styles of movies. You have this drama movie versus like a family action movie. You know what I mean? It's just not the same thing, but I would have to say it's up there, man. I, I think it's definitely one of the better origin stores. The only thing that has me kind of like reluctant to fully lock into that is that it is a one-off. Yeah. We may never see Arkham again in that type of a setting. You know, it's yeah. not going to be the same thing the next and time.
1: And that's what I say. So. I, I would say for me, I think a, great point. I would say for me, uh, I'm just going to keep it in DC because in my opinion, I just think Marvel does rewatchable origin stories. Oh, better. for sure. You can just yeah, watch no, them. Again. I am
0: no objection there. Um,
1: but D- totally. for DC, it is one of the, I mean, if I I got to think of what origin stories have happened in DC. Man of Steel, I haven't seen. It's not fair. Wonder Woman. One, you just got to stop already and see it. That way, at least you have it. Exactly. I, I, I don't know what you're waiting I, for. I want to, but every time I go to the, um, like, they'll be like, hey, it's available on HBO. Then I go to HBO. Oh, it ended last week. I'm like, good Lord, man. I'm not going to pay to see Man of Steel. Come on, give it to me. Um, I think I, I, obviously this nostalgia, obviously the first Batman is going to always be my origin story of all time in DC because it just was just incredible. I mean, for me, Jack Nicholson's and Batman's beginning happened you know and so yeah that's going to be now for me dark knight doesn't have that big batman begins doesn't have that for me someone might say that for them but man it's up there congratulations applaud to, to the joker well done well done
0: do you see this getting any type of noisy next year
1: it's going to at least be nominated um yeah, it's in the running. It's for in sure. the running. It's just when I start going down the list of things I've seen this year, I know there are movies that I forgot that I'll be like, "Ooh, <laughs> I forgot about that one." So, right now, I would imagine it being in the running. Uh we will definitely see once we actually have a list of all the things we watched that year and actually have a clear holy cow cuz there were some beasts this year. So, I uh, I don't see why it it could definitely at least be in the running for sure.
0: Do you think that we have the kind of pool? Like we brought some pretty big acts to the stage last year for the last Noisies. You know, I mean, I don't mean to brag, but at the beginning of this year, we had a pretty sizable show. We brought some pretty big acts up on stage and they accepted their awards. Do you think that it's possible that we can get Joaquin next year? Oh, definitely.
1: Definitely. I'll put in a call. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I I'll think, call.
0: yeah, I, I think at this point in the game, you know, we are on episode 86, so we're not exactly uh, slouches. Like no, you know, I think that we might be able to get walking. Absolutely. Let's do that. Yeah. All right. Let's plan on that. Other than that, man, I think I'm good. Yes, sir. I've got really I could seriously I could talk about this movie all day, but I know we got to go. And uh, this would be our second submission this week. So I'm kind of happy that we're back in the game. Ladies and gentlemen, the Heroes of Noise are back.
1: Yeah. We really really are. Yeah. And also, hey, people, keep an eye. Um, I'm going to be putting up a um, Shakespeare the title for our group, our private group. And I'm not going to give the answer. And whoever gets it first, uh, gets it first. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Steve will give you a dirty. Sock. That is all I'm going to we'll give you. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but I love y'all. Thank you for listening. The next voice you're going to hear, the final voice, is the man, the myth, the legend, oh. Danathan the Manathan Ramirez. Holla at your boy, peace, guys. We're back. Seriously, I'm happy about
0: this, man. I really love the word and everything. And uh, but I'll I'll tell you right now, I don't know if we're ever going to do two shows in that capacity again because last year we took ten weeks off. And it was kind of a struggle to get back into Heroes of Noise, but it was even more of a struggle to try and do two shows this year. We're just too busy for that. So I'm glad to be dedicated back to Heroes of Noise. Um, I've had a blast. Steve, always love talking to you, brother. We're going to do this again real soon next week, and we'll have more to talk about. People, be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. (laughs)